at that point, they will be fighting to end, without knowing perhaps, to end the system that they control because they don't, they are not interested in money. They are interested in your money. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. This is episode number 17, Bitcoin Cash in Argentina and the history of cryptocurrency. Today is Sunday, the 9th of May. 2021 following bitcoin cash on its rise to global reserve currency my name is jeremy i'm your host i'm here with marcelo marcelo how are you doing man yeah yeah i it's great to be here i i really like your show i i like this uh, it's long you know relaxing like a just a conversation I enjoyed very much and I'm a big fan from the first one. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it's definitely a long form type of thing. I think that's something that's really interesting is that I've had a few people say like, oh, well, you know, you could make it shorter to make it a bit more accessible, you know, cram it down into like half an hour or something like that. But I really don't want to do that because for me, I really, really like that it is that long in detail. If I did it in half an hour, it would be like, oh, hello, here's the price. And then it would just be like, you know, one news segment. And then that would just be the end of the episode, right? So. And you, you would get uh, perhaps uh, 100,000 views or a million, but it, it will not matter. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm sure that the people that uh, are interested in your kind of show is people that tend to matter most. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You, it's really important to me. I think that you sort of the more you can raise the education level, and it is a very big, you know, cryptocurrency is very big, very complicated, uh, and everything. So the more you know, yeah, the difference between the people who are at the fringe, it doesn't matter as much. But if you build a really strong core of people, well, then they educate more people, and it spreads out and around. Uh, to everyone so yeah i think that you know if that detail is there people can listen and if it's not there well you know maybe they can just listen to to some of it or there'll be other ways to get you know quick news on uh, yeah yeah the crypto yeah the time marks uh, are are very very useful i know it's not easy mm. <laughs> but uh, perhaps if you don't have a lot of time uh, you can go straight to where you the place you you are more interested in yeah yeah timestamps yeah i'll have to definitely uh, put some more yeah, of them on, I've, on the videos i've only done that recently so yeah just tell me so how how are you involved in uh, cryptocurrency or, or what are you in the scene how long have you been involved like give the you know listeners some background well uh, as many people know i i live in argentina so it's difficult not to be interested in something in some alternative currency. Yeah. Ours, ours is so bad. And it's been so bad uh, for such a long time that uh, it's it's a perfect match, you know? Uh, so in Argentina, we have this uh, good fortune, uh, in a way, many Argentinians were uh, interested in Bitcoin um, in uh, the early days because we are always searching for alternatives mm -hmm. so in that way we are fortunate uh, in another way we are not so much because uh, many people were how can i how can i say this they're burned by bitcoin mm -hmm. they accepted it they started 
to they adopted it they started to accept it they started using it and then uh, people that were not following you know the day-to-day struggles and wars and all the all the things they just saw bitcoin stopped working Mm -hmm. so uh, our work as promoters of peer-to-peer electronic cash uh, was made uh, more difficult um, i mean in uh, since let's say 2016 2017 uh, we had to explain it all over again to people that <laughs> that were uh, not so keen you know they they were no i i know uh, i've used it it's a disaster i don't want to know uh, more about this but so you have to explain no, no, look, uh, this is how it used to be. This is how it's supposed to be. So it's uh, it's difficult in that sense that many people were um, uh, had bad experiences. They, they start, started using it and they, then they, um, they, um, they thought that this was not uh, scalable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, so these guys, the, the new guys, the Blockstream guys, did it. I, I've seen it. Uh, if this is this was the uh, their plan, it worked like a charm. Yeah, I mean, in English they they say like once burned, twice shy, right? Which is this sort of expression that Sorry. means yeah, you you try something out, and if it doesn't really work out for you the second time, when someone says, "Take a look at this," you're obviously gonna think, "Yeah, yeah I don't know about that one," right? Like, uh, you know, and it's hard enough to get someone yeah, yeah. to try it one time uh, in terms of cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, so. no, and then I no, I've been there. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you know, I mean, it is uh, an interesting way that it all sort of played out because, in one sense. It, it, the whole community split and everything it was you know terrible it obviously set adoption back i would say maybe you know maybe well we're seeing now maybe about six to seven years right between about 2015 2016 uh to now 2021 i feel like we're starting to get sort of back to a similar place where we were in some respects but uh now in another way i i feel like there has been some benefit in that the two are now separated and uh, now, if anybody is in Bitcoin and they want to speculate and digital gold and whatever they want to do, they can just do that. And if they think, wait, I can't actually use this, you know, and they start complaining about that, well, they just say, them, well, just go to Bitcoin Cash then because that's what they're interested in. We're not interested in it. And the same for us is that if we're doing Bitcoin Cash and we're trying to make a currency that people can trade and everything, and everybody's just interested in the banks or like, you know, investment money or something like that, we can say, well, look, Maybe just go check out Bitcoin, and once you get sick of that, and you realize how how we're going to change the world like that, you can you can kind of come back, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense, I'm thankful for the 2017 fork because many people, uh, I mean, it allowed us to discriminate. Mm. Who is here for the right reasons? Uh, if uh, if we had it later. It would have been worse, I think, mm-hmm. and which each each year uh, even worse. So I think uh, it's okay. We we are now uh, again in the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's a really an interesting 
point is that even uh, well, I mean, we will talk about this as well, but with the later forks as well in Bitcoin Cash, again, it sort of slowed the momentum down in the short term. But I sort of see it as like um, it's like in Australia, they have bushfires, right? Uh, and a lot of the plant life in uh, Australia relies on those bushfires, actually, because it comes through and it cleans the slight, the, you know, the slate of a lot of uh, the old dead wood and so on and so forth. You know, so I think in that sense, uh, if there are sort of people forking off of Bitcoin Cash and now that's become ingrained or it's part of the culture is that if you want to make a really big substantial changes to Bitcoin Cash, people can just say, well, just make a fork then. And it doesn't need to be contentious because you can't really argue against that because that's what Bitcoin Cash did to begin with. And then that's what Bitcoin SV has done. That's what BCHA has done. And everybody's happy with that, right? Like you just provide the choice to the market. People can be in the community they want to be in and the projects just uh, carry on, you know? So I think that's, um, that's exactly. really good. It's decentralized governance. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the market ultimately having the final say. All right. So yeah, well, obviously we always start with the price. This week, uh, a good update for the uh, irregular listeners where Bitcoin Cash uh, today was at $1,345. So that's up nearly 30, that's up, you know, nearly 30 or 40% from uh, the last episode that I did about a week ago. Very exciting this week where the price was just up and up from 900, 1,000, 1,100, 1,200, 1,300. It went up to about 15 or $1,600. Uh, and has since come back off uh, a bit. But to me, the important thing as well is that it has been rising against BTC. So it has now been in the range of, uh, it's now 42 and a half uh, BTC, uh, BCH to one BTC, but it was as high as about 35 uh, to one in this last week. And it seems like it's not dropped back off. So I see that as hugely important, you know, much more important than the USC price is if we're gaining price against uh, BTC. Yeah, in a couple couple months ago, we were like one BTC more than uh, 100 BCH. I think we're 115 or something. Mm, yeah, I think the low was about 118, uh, maybe was was the absolute yeah. low. And that was that was soon after I started this uh, podcast. So I think I might have timed it perfectly where I'm going to capture the entire run up <laughs> from 118 to one. And, and then people can listen to, I've had people who already have said that they were listening to the show. And one key point about it is that it, it is a history and it means people who are new to crypto, a tough thing for them, I think is understanding the history. And so, but now they can see it, they can look back, okay, three months ago and listen, and it's very different when you can look at the price graph and see that it was up and down and, you know, it all looks very dramatic, but it's very easy to just, you know, uh, ignore that. But then if you look back and you listen to the episode and at that time, wow, the price was $400, you know, or, the, you know, <laughs> like that really clicks a bit more than just looking at the graph and you can understand theoretically that, okay, once upon a time, Bitcoin was 10 cents and now it's $50,000. But that's very different to being able to listen back in time to somebody talking about, wow, it's just hit 10 cents, you know? Uh, so I, I think that, you know, I really like that aspect uh, to it too. And and I hope, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will get uh, value out of it because that's something you get naturally by attrition, by being in the space, but we can sort of provide that in a reverse, in a time capsule uh, for people too. So I think that's, um, that's pretty cool. So yeah, obviously every week we check in on the uh, transactions. So 
last week the story was that noise uh, cash had started batching up transactions and therefore we you know massively uh, plummeted in the number of um, transactions but it seems like it is starting to level out in about the 110 115,000 transaction the range so that can be maybe considered more our like real uh you know sort of yep. transactions in one sense with with btc up there at a uh, 200 and you know 50 ish uh thousand like we just talk to me about this entire rise have you obviously if you've been following the show you would have been following the rise and yeah, fall yeah. and different people yeah. i think we we will be laughing at this uh, in <laughs> I don't know, in a couple of years or five years from now, uh, the same way we laugh at the, you know, the, the big picture when you see the price in 2010, mm. for example, and and you see people uh, in the forums talking about the price and talking about well, this, this, uh, and, and saying things that, uh, you know, and worried about things that now it seems insane. Yeah. Um, so. I think this is the same. If it works, people will use it. Uh, people are looking for things that uh, they they can. I mean, people are looking for utility. This is something I I've been um, watching here in Argentina, uh, and I'm very glad that I met some guys that that are like 20 years old. It's another generation. Um, they. I found them not because they were they were not aware of the history. Mm. They were looking for something that just works, and they uh, they started uh, from whatever coin, and it was not exactly what they needed. And the, there was no support. There was n there were uh, there was no community. So uh, they ended up in Bitcoin Cash. Because they found it works, it was secure, it was well, all these uh, characteristics, all these properties, and then uh, you you had uh, people <laughs> interested, passionate about it. You know, it's these guys are not. Um, this is something that I mean, I'm I'm 45 years old, so to me it was incredible seeing this how how it worked, how fast they are looking for community, community, community. They they go into a Telegram, mm -hmm. Telegram group. You have uh, I don't know 50 people. Uh, are they are they interested? Are they um, are they responding? Uh, do they? have something to add and uh, if not let's move to the the other one and the other one and the other one so that way you realize that uh, it's so easy to you know to fire up uh, i don't know a thousand trolls in in, uh, in reddit or in twitter uh, but to to have these people and i i think this uh, this is related to um the uh, to be in a split and not a fork and not a uh, not an altcoin, mm. uh, not a new um, genesis block. Uh, it's the same people, the same people like, for example, Roger Ver. Uh, because that 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 mindset uh, stays with the coin. So the the reason I am talking about this is because I uh, I see this as the most important thing. People using it. And you know you, you you need the good properties of uh, sound money, but you also need people using it. So uh, I think 
this, uh, this will happen. And this will, as it used to be, this will be reflected in uh, economic value also. Uh, it's not a perfect match, but it, it used to be, you know, the Metcalf, Metcalf and yeah. Law. Yeah. Uh, so, some guy may, made once a, a chart with the number of transactions and the value of, the, of Bitcoin when it was just one uh, Bitcoin, BTC. Yeah. And it was perfect until uh, they, they put this, this cap to adoption. So this is, um, this is interesting. I, it's, I, I think these this new services are just uh, the beginning. Uh, this, this is an experiment. But when people start using it uh, and they, they start using it like uh, every day, Mm. Uh, we will see. We will see. I hope we are ready for that because it will be uh, it will be wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the number. This number of transactions. We we will be laughing. Uh, I think in perhaps in a couple of years. Yeah. A hundred thousand here or there. Yeah. What you're saying, like you know, people freaking out. Oh, the price went from thirty dollars to two dollars, which at the time you can think. That was massive, but then if you think in the context of fifty thousand dollars, well, if you were buying, you were you were killing it, you know. And it's going to be the same. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a, a meme mm. uh, of a guy with a you know this stupid face, uh, and he was saying, uh, "I bought at thirty-two, yeah. and the 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 meme. The funny thing is that it said early adopter." Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I'm an early adopter, but I'm late to the party, uh, because then it went from thirty-two to two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tip at this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, 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 you know, this is uh, this 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 is the, the story. It's it repeats it's, itself, I think. Yeah, Bitcoiners uh, tend to get the last laugh. It's just they <laughs> they have to wait. They have to wait for it. Exactly. Um, you know, it, think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always the short-sighted people versus the long-term oriented people. I think this is uh, this is this goes all through history, and perhaps from the first time in history, people that can uh, can think in and be patient <laughs> are rewarded. I mean, uh, it's not the first time in history, but at least in this uh, realm. Yeah, in this generation. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, I mean, as you're saying as well, too, like I'm not, you know, too worried whether the transactions are up or down a little bit, because like we're saying, the most important thing is the utility. And we have been seeing that uh, exploding uh, in this last week. Uh, at this, in the yep. episode last week, I talked about it. it was the first time that BCH had done more us dollars uh sent over the network as uh compared to bdc and then it has uh been you know massively up for both the bdc and for bch but for bdc it's just you know part of the trend but for bch it is rocketed up and then just yesterday it was still it was a set a second day where it was 27 billion uh to 25 uh billion for btc so even though the price like we saw is 40 to 1 uh, which makes it even more incredible, really, because if the price was one to one and there was more utility going on on BCH, well, that would tell a big story. But 
Exactly. On top of that, if you think about if there's BCH is uh, 40 to 1, that means there's 40 times as less amount of money, you know, even that could be exactly. sent around, right? So it's, yeah, it's yeah. really... Yeah, uh, it's, not a, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a perfect indicator, but I think it's, it's the best we have. It's enough. Yeah, definitely. It has uh, it has uh, some flaws of people criticizing. Oh, well, yep. if you look at you know one big holder can spend a big amount, and they're just giving change back to themselves, and so then it looks like there's a yep. lot of utility and all that. But the, I mean, e even so, like firstly, that is also true of BTC, uh, and more true of BTC so because the fees are higher, so uh, people want to make big transactions instead of small ones. Uh, so it would be more true for them. Uh, and then even it, once you factor that in, I mean, this chart is still going up, uh, even if it's just yeah, yeah, big yeah. holders getting very excited and sending around a lot of their coins. Yeah. That's still a, they, st yeah, they yeah. weren't doing that in the past, you know. So I think yeah, this yeah. is absolutely massive. And I think, you know, my prediction was uh, back here, you know, a couple of months back that we would see BCH overtake uh, BDC on this metric. And now that's coming true. And I think it will just become the standard and probably in two weeks or a month or three months, whatever, it will be just BCH will really just start crushing BTC in the amount of actual yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. commerce. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand that it, you cannot have a, a kind of money, I mean, in a digital age that just work for one thing and not for the other. Mm. That's, that's a model that it's no longer necessary. I mean, uh, people also, I've heard some people say, uh, no, but you know, the business to business, uh, is is so big that this this doesn't matter. But look, business to business, they are dealing today in what in in fiat in dollars. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they can use it for other things. I don't know to pay their uh, employees, for example. So it's uh, when you 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 try to make these arbitrary dis distinctions today. Uh, it's I think it's it's inevitable. I mean it's economic forces at play mm. you cannot uh, you cannot stop that that i i think i and i think that they are uh, they thought they could because they are used to thinking that money is a monopoly uh, and they can they can do the same to the dollar the peso whatever uh, <laughs> the same to bitcoin mm. and i think that they are finding out that uh, it's not that easy yeah yeah, that's exactly right. And just it's a like like you're saying with Metcalf's law, it's exponential. In fact, it's probably even faster than exponential in terms of the benefit because as more commerce flows onto BCH, that increases the draw for more commerce and more. And so the funnel gets exactly. wider and wider as the kind of volume coming in also gets uh, yeah. wider and yeah. The, and the floor yeah. also the floor is higher. Because people are using it, they they need it, they demand for more things. So uh, you don't have this spe speculation frenzy where people uh, freak out and they all sell because they are not using it. Mm. They don't need it. They uh, they are just speculating, which is fine. But if that's everything, uh, you are in trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been uh, fascinating. So we've got a couple of quick points of uh, the news. So I saw one. Uh, thing this week was this guy uh, Kaniak, his name's Matthias, and he's been uh, streaming a lot about uh, Bitcoin Cash and he's spreading adoption in Canada uh, and he got his car sort of, uh, I don't know what you call this, decaled or he got it like uh, painted a little bit with uh, the Bitcoin Cash like very, pro like along the whole side door 
with his name and his uh, phone number and a website for people to go to. And so now everywhere he's going to be driving around town, everybody's going to be saying, hey, Bitcoin Cash, you know, just passive advertising. And I really wanted to highlight this because I have my theory, right, of proof of passion that the main uh, things into a that increase the value in a coin obviously is utility, right? But the sort of the precursor to that is that people are passionate and that it really to advertise, like you were saying, you can have a lot of Twitter trolls or whatever, but everybody knows that's very easy to just manufacture out of nowhere. But things like yeah. putting it on your car to drive around with, people will see that. And I mean, people will already do that with their different businesses and so on and so forth. But that's not something you do lightly, you know, if you're prepared to get your car actually painted, you know, this is, you're serious. You're not, he's going to be changing the Dogecoin next week, right? Because he's going to get his car yeah. repainted every week. So it's Bitcoin cash. Like that's the one. And uh, I, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, lo I love this, this guy, Cain. I didn't know his, his name, but I, <laughs> I met him for the first time at yours mm. do you remember this platform it, it was like before uh, read cash yeah they went the sp route then <laughs> but he was writing there he's very talented he uh, he's a musician he writes uh, and he's very smart and i started uh, reading some uh, book from him the book he was uh, he was writing on the fly and um you you had to pay to see the whole chapter, and I I went through the whole book. Wow. Uh, I think that I was the only one reading it because it was not it was the beginning of, of this platform. Uh, but I yeah I I think people like this uh, are are very important. I I mean you cannot have Bitcoin. Bitcoin wouldn't have survived without people, for example, like Roger Ver. And people, people can't. Uh, you cannot buy a guy like Roger, yeah, exactly. even if he's not rich. Even before, uh, he's not on sale. So that's that's the most important. And many people that are not that way don't see it. Mm. They they can't see it coming. They they just dismiss it. Uh, they they think that. And 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 I've I've been unpleasantly surprised by many people, even here in Argentina, also that were that once they they got the, the money they wanted to to be I don't know uh, <laughs> comfortable, uh, they just forgot about uh, everything else. Mm. And and I can I just I can't understand because you were you will not be comfortable. Uh, you you're. If you have a family, your 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 son, your your daughter, they will not be comfortable. If we keep on this uh, this track, I mean, if if you if you don't change, if you don't have this alternative uh, economy, mm. if you don't fight uh, the monopoly um, on on money, which is the worst of all. Yeah, I agree with you. Passion is something you cannot buy. That's exactly right, and so that's why. Yeah, that's why Bitcoin Cash has just got BTC absolutely beat by a mile. And people are, you know, people are slowly saying to understand that. But whenever you see an argument by somebody saying, oh, but the price is higher on Bitcoin or the, the even back when, you know, the price was declining relatively, when they were saying, oh, the price was going up relative to, to BCH, like that makes me more bullish on BCH, not less. Because if of I course. see there's more <laughs> activity going on in that community, yeah. because they don't care, yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm happy to lose, you know, in the short term, this, you know, certain gains that I could have made because this is where the action is. Like, 
that's what you really want to see. Exactly. And, and many people don't understand that investors do not create value. Mm. The investor may, maybe is seeking value. Yeah. Uh, and but but the value is created by the entrepreneur and the user. Mm. If if it's a network, I mean that the product is is a network. So uh, this fixation on on the price, uh, it's it's to me it's a um, sign that uh, these these guys don't get it. I mean you can have a for example you can have a big company, very well capitalized which is about to fall apart. Like, I don't know, uh, Kodak or uh, many, well, you, you have many examples, you know, this the first iterations Nokia, of social media. Yeah, 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 yeah Nokia, whatever. Uh, so they were not lacking uh, money. Uh, I, perhaps it was, uh, it was they, had, they had more money than, uh, than they, want, they knew what to do with it. So no, uh, market cap is uh, it's, it's it's okay. I mean, it's nice to have uh, the the biggest market cap, but uh, you cannot predict anything with that. Yeah, 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 exactly. In the long run, it all sort of fades out. Anybody can go look at the coin market cap uh, history. They have the archive posts. Just go back five years and compare to now. Bitcoin is in there, Ethereum is in there, but otherwise it's a mess in terms of uh, what has survived oh, yeah. now. What know? one coin? There was one coin. Could you say that one coin was better than I don't know the next one? Uh, yes, if you if you are only seeing the price, you could say that. But today with BTC, it's exactly that. Mm. It's no different than the made of uh, pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah. That's it. They're gonna they're gonna struggle, and we've seen a bit of this uh, very interesting this week from Edward Snowden, you know, who's a very interesting uh, figure as related to the crypto uh, movement. Obviously, a huge supporter, and obviously, you know, a bit of a thought leader in terms of privacy and you know, uh, fighting back against the government and all this sort of stuff. And even though you know, I know he knows about crypto, but I've never thought in the past of him as making a lot of open, I mean, I'm, he's glad to see it going on, but I, he hasn't really waded in to the debate as far as I know, uh, to get involved in, you know, uh, diff, you know, crypto industry things rather than privacy or anti-government, you know, he's got enough on his plate, right? And so recently he, he was making these, <laughs> that's an understatement probably, but yeah. he's, he's too busy for all of this. We can forgive him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, he... He's made this tweet this week, which has said uh, he did a video, which I watched, I recommend to everybody, uh, where he was sort of talking about Bitcoin, he was talking about problems with the privacy and so on and so forth. So somebody replied to him and said, oh, you know, that's all wrong, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about, basically. And then he, he said in response, uh, Edward Snowden says, the worst part of cryptocurrency transforming into dragon level wealth is witnessing good people emotionally devolve into dragons themselves so intellectually paralyzed by the fear that everyone they see threatens their horde that they lose sight of the world beyond their cave. And this is, I think, well, you know, what you were just saying about uh, people, you know, who they got rich or Bitcoin went up for them. And because it went up and it, you know, benefited them uh, in that uh, short term, then they thought it's going up, it must be good, rather than sort of yeah. sticking to their, their principles and, and 
changing things, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, Snowden here just has some more comments here. People can have a look at the yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, uh, I, well, again, I'm not talking about here about uh, Edward Snowden, poor guy. But <laughs> many people, I, I, I'm conflicted about this because I can't, I can't believe that you are here for the right reasons, and you, you didn't have the time or you find the time to learn what really happened here in from 2015 to 2018 let's say uh, so i think that's a good test do you care enough mm -hmm. to really dig into this uh, so i i'm not saying that edwards know that as you said he he has a lot of problems to deal with but uh, many people seem to be just uh, entertained by this they 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 are not uh, aligned with the with the principles, uh, and those principles are the principles of civilization. We're not talking about just money. Mm. I mean, money is important because it's been uh, monopolized. Uh, it's been used to rob us in a way that many people don't understand. So uh, it's it's difficult because many people were brainwashed into thinking that money just uh, doesn't work if it's not government money but that's why we have to show them it's the same with you know the, the taxi driver industry before uber mm. uh, you could say look this is this is bad this is uh, this is a monopoly and this they charge more than they should whatever and people would say okay okay libertarian they would say <laughs> but i don't care uh, i could, but then when they experiment and they start using it, then they understand, and then perhaps they they can see uh, exactly what you meant, and they will not go back to the taxi if they have something like Uber. Uh, so I think we have uh, we need that same spirit. I mean, just go there, show to people, explain it, just uh, to to the people that really are interested the people that are, that are asking questions but uh, just show them what you can do and why it's useful for them uh, and we they, they will not go back to fiat money i, I mean i've seen it and I, uh, i've done it here mm. yeah exactly i i agree with you i mean i think uh, as much as i i'm quite uh, yeah ideologically invested in this whole uh project and, and everything with uh, cryptocurrency but i don't find myself strongly aligned with the sort of uh, libertarian community such as i've found it kind of online or in different you know places i think a lot of that labeling and stuff is not really that helpful because whenever i look at that i, I see a lot a lot of talk and not a lot of action you know to me i'm, oh, I'm yeah. more kind of like oh yeah you know, yeah and you know our enemies are all about action mm. because they know that uh, they, they know that in debates uh, they they are not good at uh, at debates. They they have to uh, to do tricks, let's say, mm. uh, and it's difficult and exhausting. But they are good at uh, action. They know. I mean, 
look at what they've done uh, in in the extreme cases. Let's say communism. They they had horrible ideas, but they knew that if they were really committed to to these ideas, they could change the world, and they changed it for the worst. And it was <laughs> it was the worst thing that happened to, to the world. I don't know since change is can. Uh, but they did it. So we have something to learn. Uh, we, uh, yes, even from, from those guys. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, yeah, it's just really, you know, layers of an onion, right? It's a microcosm, BBC versus BCH. I think it's increasingly uh, trending in this direction where Bitcoin is about so this sort of passive holding it and hoping that the value goes up or claiming or whatever yeah. and with bch it's and, like you've got to go out there you've got to meet yeah. people you've got to talk to them you've got to trade with yeah. them you've got to yeah. you know spread adoption or make your services or like uh or, or that kind yeah of yeah stuff. yeah and no, no, not waiting for some someone big to rescue us mm. yeah yeah proactivity that's that, yeah that that is statist mindset mm. So yeah, we'll see what uh, Snowden comes up with basically. But I, I wonder if he's aware of sort of cash fusion on Bitcoin Cash uh, or, you know, I, I sort of get the sense that a lot of these, you know, figures who are, um, you know, in the scene, but maybe that it's not, you know, their, their bread and butter looking into all these cryptocurrencies and everything, whether if Bitcoin Cash really starts to rise up, that it will, that, you know, it will then create a, a flood of kind of support, um, from from these sorts of uh, you know individuals or big holders or you know it's all going to snowball on itself uh, essentially so yeah I've got a slide here so we can just talk about I think for people who uh, don't know much about Argentina like I certainly am not uh, an expert I know there's been problems with devaluing the the currency and you said a little bit at the start <laughs> but can can you just explain like for people who maybe they've never even heard about this like what it is actually well, like to live in a country where your money is devaluing it you know what how, how fast does it devalue and what's the how do people adapt yeah that's i don't know <laughs> each 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 of us it's you know it has its, its advantages because people stop um depending on government people know that even you know this uh, the handouts are all also thing here it's not just the nanny state uh, in europe perhaps that you're familiar with but uh, when the states uh, here says yeah i will help you people know that they will throw money at you that uh, will will be worth nothing uh, in a few months or at best a year or two so uh, nobody take them seriously and this is good i think that that makes argentina uh, uh, one of the best places on earth for Bitcoin. And that's why I'm so angry with some people that uh, made uh, made that process stop. Uh, we were on our way to, to mass adoption. And I think we are. We are again. Uh, so how, how, <laughs> how do people adapt to this? Uh, yeah, and I think that people, uh, it's easier here because it's been so long uh, that people are not familiar with uh, other systems so when you <laughs> when you say look this kind of money when you uh, are portraying bch 
you can use it. Nobody can take it from you. And uh, it goes up in value in the long term because nobody can do it. So you explain the basics, really the, the basics. Uh, people love it. So uh, just the idea. I mean, here in, in Argentina, uh, the government is so, uh, so big and so, um, you know, uh, say, uh, involved. I don't know. So much, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they they want to yeah yeah entrench and no and, and what I mean is uh, they they want to intervene in everything so people are used to evade right. uh, so no you I see some some people in the first world countries they say oh but what what do you do with uh, this tax or that tax people here uh, are are used to cash yeah. and if you say peer to peer electronic cash. They, they, the click is there. Uh, it's really fast because they know the advantages of uh, cash. They, when, when you pay in cash, you have a discount mm. because people don't want to use the, the banks for obvious reasons. Uh, and so I think um, people, when people start uh, using it, they just can't, can't go back. And you, know, you don't know uh, for what they are using it. I mean, people are, I don't know, playing poker, people, uh, people are, yeah, people are making now, um, making, you know, this uh, SLP tokens mm -hmm. and, and experimenting and people are, I don't know, people, and I, you shouldn't uh, care because money, a good kind of, if, if there's a use case that you don't like and you can stop, that's not a good kind of money. I mean, it is sound money. It is good money if anyone can use it for whatever they want, even if you disapprove. So I think uh, this is what we'll see. We will start to see uh, transactions, the number of transactions go up, and we will not know what's the use case that's driving that. Yeah. So that's, to me, that will be the, uh, the point of no, no return. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, it's it's just key that uh, in the history of uh, Bitcoin, you know, it was one of the most sort of sacred uh, principles was, you know, that it should be uncensorable, right? Like in the early days with people sending money to WikiLeaks, that was what it was about. And then also with the Silk Road was that this kind of money that you could use to trade with somebody that was not approved by the government or by any, you know, other individuals or payment processes or banks or whatever. Uh, and so then that's why fees on BDC rising has been a disaster for a lot of reasons, because not only is it just that it's more expensive, everybody can understand at the basic level, you don't want to have that. But on the other hand, it also means you can't have enhanced privacy like we have on uh, Bitcoin Cash with yeah. Cash Fusion, yeah. because if the fees are too expensive, yeah. you can't afford to do it. And then also you can't, you, it's another form of censorship, which is that if you have under a certain amount of money, you can't trade that amount of money because it's just too expensive. And so these these things have, you know, far, far yeah. reaching yeah, you, effects. You, you're, pu you're pushing people into uh, a custodian. So that, that's why I think that yeah, of course, this is this was the the intent, and to reintroduce the middleman, to reintroduce friction, and money with friction, yeah, in the long term, people will uh, will avoid 
money is about mm. from from commerce from exchange so i i don't see it working they will have try another thing i don't know exactly what but this is not working this will not work mm. yeah so like just for my own like curiosity then obviously so let's say in argentina the peso is going to de devalue at such a fast rate that okay you know you earned a certain amount of pesos this month and then by next month it's only worth half as much so as a result uh how how do things operate like in a in a supermarket they, well, or people, uh you know yeah. how does that even work people people um the, their savings are in dollars mm. um, most most of people they they buy dollars uh, and then they they sell dollars when they need the cash yeah uh, and that's how they they deal with it um people that can't save are uh, are fucked yeah. <laughs> they said poor people poor people are the most uh, the, the 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 most hard hit by uh, inflation uh people you so if if you have people used to the advantages of cash and the advantages of uh cash in dollars versus cash in pesos, uh, again, they know uh, good money when they see it. They, they know that you need a good medium of exchange and also they use dollars, not pesos. So people are not stupid. If they don't use the, the dollar, it's because they don't have enough pesos to buy the dollars. But they, they, they know that it's better to save in dollars than in, in pesos. Even even if it's a shitty fiat currency, it's much much better than than, than the pesos. So this is the the way people uh, deal with this. Um, just don't use use the like the the peso only uh, if absolutely necessary, uh, and then buy whatever to in order to store value. Uh, that uh, if if you need if you think that you will need that money in a couple of months or perhaps one year or two, it's okay to have it uh, stored in uh, US dollars. Yeah, okay. This is how people think here. Yeah, really interesting. Like, uh, I'll probably I'll have to come check it out and uh, visit. Well, maybe not right now with the pandemic and everything, but uh, yeah, oh. just to see. So then, like, would you say that in the, you know, what percentage of sort of daily trade, like, let's say if you were, forced to use uh, pesos, I don't know, in like official employment or oh, different things. Oh, but here between friends, oh, the, you just the, use dollars, right? Or how, how does that work? Yeah, oh, no, uh, even the, the business accept dollars. Mm. If you ask, they, they will not have a, a, sign, <laughs> a picture okay. of the dollar. They, yeah, they, they will not say I accept. But if you ask, almost everyone accept uh, dollars. So yeah, the dollar is the currency here. It's just the peso. Uh, it's just because the 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 government until the this system collapses completely, and it will, and perhaps soon, uh, we will have the peso. Then perhaps we will have just the dollar, or perhaps a, a new currency that it's called peso or something. It's it's been like this. It it's a cycle. Uh, and it's a very, very frequent cycle. That's why people here are uh, trained. I mean, I think that if what you have here, you have in, I don't know, Germany, people will freak out and it, it will be even 
uh, more disastrous than, than it is here, because the cycle is, uh, is longer. But here are, uh, people are, uh, are ready for something uh, different and, and, and useful, and they get it. I'm, I'm telling you because I, I, this is my thing now. <laughs> this is what I do every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and once, well, you have, you know, you cannot distinguish exactly what is a user, what is a, um, an investor, what is a, a, a business. I mean, this, sometimes you have all the three or four um, in, the, in the same person. It's, he's a user, he's an investor, he's a business owner, whatever. Um, so uh, I, but, but what I see is that uh, when someone, and yes, you are right, sometimes the price going up, uh, it calls the attention of, of people uh, and they start asking questions. And it's five minutes and they, they, the next question is, okay, where can I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, yeah. yeah. They, so they they get it. They uh, there's people that still struggle to understand the difference between having an account, you know, and having your own wallet. Mm. Uh, but I think that's that's our job uh, to help people understand that difference. Yeah, exactly. Education is is absolutely key, and to me as well, it's just a reason that cryptocurrency is just so unstoppable because i see people comment you know uh especially online and they are they have a lot of worries about okay well what about the you know government regulation and what about this and that you know oh, the average person doesn't need it and everything and you can read those comments and it's just so obvious that that is from somebody who either hasn't you know traveled much or they just uh, they're not thinking in that global mindset and maybe where they are like perhaps in america or in you know some you know i don't know sweden or something they're living somewhere where the currency is fine everybody's got a bank account the financial system works maybe their local group of friends you know they don't know anybody who's sort of at the fringes of the society or who struggles in that respect and so to them it's just like it does you know the overriding factors are what does the government think and yada yada but it's like the world is a yeah, and also place, the government is know? is somewhat is somewhat efficient. Yeah. The government, I mean, uh, so here, yeah, the government will threat you like uh, every government, but people know. I mean, you have uh, it's. I mean, it's it's almost a, it, it, it's a joke. Uh, they, if you if you try to survive here. Uh, complying with every regulation, every law, which is <laughs> almost every yeah. day changing, uh, it's not possible. I mean, everyone would be dead. Mm. It's like in the Soviet Union. Union, you needed people uh, to avoid the the law mm. because uh, otherwise, if you have all good Bolsheviks, uh, they would be all dead. It's not. It's impossible uh, to to navigate. It's impossible to survive the, this kind of system. So that's that's a good thing if you think like an accelerationist, you know, mm. <laughs> because it, it can be much worse because the government has no power. The government has no respect from, from people. Uh, so I think this is the place where, where 
Bitcoin in the form of Bitcoin Cash uh, will will explode because uh, when the government uh, the government says uh, look this is no good people Thank people right. look at ah, it yeah. and they say oh, so this must be good <laughs> and this is I'm not I mean I'm not exaggerating is this is how people think here yeah yeah no I think it's uh, it's just amazing really like uh, anyway I just find it fascinating because. Uh, when you know if you've traveled around the world or you you know you have a, met a lot of different people or, or whatever you know this is not a surprise like to anybody but to some people who are not in that they don't have that perspective they sort of think uh, they can't see it applying in their situation and they can't understand how it would actually apply in another situation and then that, that creates a snowball where then there's more people to trade with so it's more useful so eventually it will apply in their situation even if it's when the rest of the world is using it but it's just one you know, one domino uh, pushes off kind of another one, right? So I yeah. thought today as well, I, I really wanted to go through a bit of a, a history of, of cryptocurrency um, sort of in in the sort of eras uh, as I as I see them and maybe give people some, some context as to how I've done episodes before about the fork and everything like that, but just in the broad picture for people coming into this so they can follow exactly how it how it all went down and i believe you told me you adopted bitcoin in 2010 right so that was very yeah, I, I very was, very early the first blog post yeah the first blog post i i read about bitcoin was in uh, april or may 2010 yes i it was a a blog one of those blogs where many people write mm. and uh, the title was um, it was like this is the end of the biggest swindle in history. That was the title. Great title. <laughs> and I was describing I was describing uh, Bitcoin, uh, and then back then I was very very busy. Uh, I was working a lot, and then I took a, a look at it again in december and then with my wife we went on vacation and that vacation was just <laughs> we were in the in a, in the home learning about bitcoin and reading everything and watching you know and listening to the podcast and listening to gavin andres and and listening to amir taaki mm. <laughs> and was we we decided that we will we would be uh, at, we, we you know we wanted to be part of it uh, yes and and it was difficult here but in in some ways it was difficult because we had restrictions you know uh, capital restrictions mm -hmm. capital controls it was impossible to send money from this country to another and there were no people uh, mining back then here but we had um, subsidies, uh, uh, electricity subsidies. Mm -hmm. uh, so electricity was extremely cheap here. When people started uh, learning about Bitcoin, many people started mining Bitcoin, uh, and it was profitable. But most most of these guys were gamers. Yeah. They just used their computers. Their cards, <laughs> yeah. When 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 I. When I started, you could, you could mine with CPU, mm. uh, and so the GPU era was was just starting, and 
I think most people in uh, those uh, first years uh, got their bitcoins from uh, GPU mining, and but they sold every. They tend, tended to sell again the short sightedness. Yeah. They they didn't understand the value. They tended to they they usually uh, so they they were very surprised that people <laughs> were keen on you know buying this whatever they didn't know exactly what what it was uh, and i remember many many interactions with with these guys that were just amazed at people buying uh, these these coins or whatever <laughs> because they uh, they just stopped uh, playing their games for a while and and then they have they had i don't know 10 dollars mm. And they were happy to sell their bitcoins for yeah, yeah. for sale. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, well, we we'll just get rid of it, and you know that was fr free money, right? That just came out of their computer, so yeah. they could just be uh, yeah, yeah, handing yeah. it off. Like, well, yeah, that, that's what that's what I told. That's what I said. Uh, why I said uh, is Bitcoin tends to punish short sightedness. Uh, this is one, just one example. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay, so let's let's wind it back a little bit. Uh, before then so obviously I'm, i'll probably end up doing another episode as well where i talk about the entire history of money you know there was a lot of lead up to all of this but you know for the sake of time we've got to we've got to sort of start the story here somewhere so to me when i think about uh cryptocurrency this is this is where i sort of see the story kind of uh beginning in what in one sense uh is in so in 1983 there's a guy called david chalm and he uh made this idea called eCash which was essentially like the early precursor to uh, Bitcoin. And it had mostly the same ideas of using um, mathematics and cryptography in order to create uh, a certain, uh, you know, like a currency that you could trade and that could be sort of anonymous or have, uh, you know, protections over people's identity and, and all of those kind of things. Um, and that was, so that was in the, in the 80s. And then that idea was sort of flowing around in this kind of uh, cypherpunk uh, mailing list in the 80s and the 90s. And while that was going on, as people were sort of looking for technological uh, solutions where they hadn't quite got it nailed, but the idea was kind of uh, rolling along. At the same time as that, you had companies that were interested in launching kind of gold-backed uh, currencies, right? Because the US government went off the gold standard in 1971. And so there was at that time, you know, more public consciousness, I guess, of people who had been around for that. And they sort of understood, well, people still want to have a gold backed currency, and they still want to be able to, uh, you know, trade something that is not just printed out by the government endlessly and, and all that sort of stuff. So you had these two currencies called e-gold, and then Liberty Reserve, um, so that was from 96 to 2009 for eGold, and then Liberty Reserve was 2006 to 2013. Uh, and both of them were essentially uh, a bank sort of thing, but where they had a gold reserve that they showed to all users is how much it was, and you could transfer among people in that system uh, and know that there was kind of gold reserves that you could then withdraw later. And what both of them sort of struggled with was that of course once the u.s government figured out that this is what was going on and then people were you know starting their own you know i think both were very very popular uh because obviously people like the idea of that uh 
sort of sound money, um, you know, people flooding into it. And so then it got big enough that the government is what is going on, came along and sort of shut them down in both cases because there was just a company and they could find that company and who was involved in that and stop it there. And so you had these kind of parallel tracks leading up to the invention of Bitcoin of the cryptographic uh, technology based approach and then also sort of the alternative currency uh, approach running along at, at each time. I don't know if, if you were uh, involved in any of this or yeah. you, you know, were following this scene at the time. Like, Look, uh, I, I remember <clears throat> this poor guy from eGold when he, he made a video uh, when they were they they were starting to uh, pursue this uh, this shutdown, and then he went to jail. It was uh, it was very very sad. Um, yes, I think uh, <clears throat> this is what you know. Once something that clicked with me was <clears throat> I looked up. Okay, when they uh, shut down eGold, how big was eGold? <clears throat> how how big it was it and it was nothing compared to uh, bitcoin even in the first years mm -hmm. so <clears throat> sorry that was the first time i i realized that was uh, one of the you know one of the pistas the uh, <laughs> maybe you 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 speak Spanish yeah. maybe you can help me the pista, the <laughs> one of the clues yeah that this was different they can't do to Bitcoin what they did to eGold, obviously. So, um, but then <clears throat> I think the problem with some of these guys is that they perhaps they were good developers. And <laughs> many of these guys, uh, I've talked with many coders, they, they, they usually say Satoshi was not a good coder. Or perhaps that was, uh, we, we have to thank God for that because Satoshi, uh, didn't have uh, a lot of time perhaps to learn how to code beautifully but he uh, obviously had a lot of time to study other fields and that's why he that's why it was possible for him to build this system of incentives many of the coders don't understand this and so they they think that they can tweak this and they can just uh, Put out this piece, and no, 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 no. If you if you don't have the whole system of incentives in place, it doesn't work. Uh, so this is typical, um, you know, coder kind of thinking. I'm not saying that everyone, but uh, this is something I usually see. And people that uh, are more um, into economics, uh, uh, perhaps that's why so many of the uh, early adopters are more, uh, you know, uh, into economics, and so many coders missed the train or thought they they missed the train because they couldn't get the important stuff. Just the code is the way to implement a system; it's not the system. Yeah, I think this is a super super important point because, to me, uh, you know, for my uh, background is right. I'm a uh, professional programmer now, but I wasn't at the time when I found uh, cryptocurrency. But I was, I was certainly technically minded 
but I, I think on both sides of the spectrum, we've seen the finance industry, the tech industry has been faster than the finance industry, but neither of them have done a spectacular job of getting onto it because you do need to think about it at a very conceptual level like that, where it is, it is more than, there, there's so much of, uh, it's economics, I guess, technically, but it's economics in the sense of like sociology, anthropology, of psychology, course. you need to know history, like we're talking about here with the history of money and all those things. And you need to understand those uh, dynamics. And so with coders, I mean, uh, engineers uh, in general of any kind, their solution to things is going to be an engineering based solution. So when they see yep. a, a problem or whatever, they tend to think, what, what, you know, can we tweak in the engineering? But they will not necessarily understand the ramifications that are outside of the of the code, and that's why any any company uh, will tell you this because that's why you have a product team basically, or a marketing yeah. team, or yeah, a sales yeah. team, because they all need to coordinate around the engineers and give them the right information and get the right software out. But you, it's sort of can't really be left yeah, up yeah. to the engineers to if, drive the whole if project. You, if you have them, if you have them them at the top, you have social engineering. Mm. This is what we're seeing with Blockstream and Bitcoin BTC. Mm. Yeah, and everything being a, a sort of yeah, a code problem or something that, yeah. Can yeah, be yeah, and, it, and this worship of these guys that they don't know what they, they are doing or they, they know, know very well. But anyway, they can, uh, it's very easy for them to speak in a way that people don't get and people tend to think, okay, I will never understand this. Mm. No, no, yes, you can understand it. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we need coders, of course. We need engineers, uh, and but we need engineers at, in the service of a, of a system, mm. not uh, at the top. Uh, I mean, like uh, planning the system in the same in the same way that uh, a government can plan an economy. Mm. You can't. Yeah, exactly. And I think even for people who say like. Satoshi was not a very good uh, coder. I haven't done a lot of myself uh, reviewing of Satoshi's code, but I think a lot of people really, really undersell uh, Satoshi who are either in the cryptocurrency community or if they're outside of it, right? Like obviously a lot of people who didn't understand Bitcoin, they want to criticize every single thing. We shouldn't have 21 million coins. That's the wrong amount. Or you shouldn't have a cap or it can't work because they had all these things. And Satoshi thought of, all of them <laughs> basically oh, oh yeah uh, you know oh yeah every every thing was just very nicely set up in terms of the you know uh, the emission schedule that it would have at certain times and the you know so many things and there's i've read an article which was about security analysis of the early uh, bitcoin code where people were looking at it and they thought okay look we're going to find a, a fault in this so maybe satoshi's code wasn't beautiful at a conceptual level but it was very practical and every time they were trying to like well, we'll attack it yeah, this way. Yeah, yeah. It was already like da Dan Kaminsky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He 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 died a couple of days ago. Yeah, RIP, RIP. But yeah, that, that's right. You know, people looking at these these things, they you know, it's it's very hard for me to accept that anybody who you know, other than uh, Satoshi, is in a great position to be tweaking around with it uh 
too much. Yeah, yeah. Satoshi was not right about everything. Of course, nobody is. But he was right about the important stuff. Mm. That's. I think that at this point, we, <laughs> you cannot discuss that. And if you're discussing that, it's because you have an agenda. I mean, you for some reason. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, yeah, it will be suit your your interest. Yeah, we'll we'll see actually as time goes forward with the altcoin market, you know, alt other cryptos, you know, developing and yep. so on and so forth. Like, so you have a lot of things uh, that people are, are doing, but it's going to be so hard for anybody to be the next yep. Satoshi. You know, like people are trying yeah, to exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's it's fine to to experiment, but. You will not have a breakthrough like Satoshi's like once a week. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it doesn't happen. Never. I mean, I'm I'm not saying this is uh, this is it, uh, but people are always searching the new shiny thing, and again, short sightedness. I if you don't understand why Satoshi made the decisions he he made, uh, you will not be able to understand where's the flow in this new shiny thing yeah yeah exactly i it, it, we'll see like uh, i mean for instance like vitalik uh you know the founder of ethereum i definitely think he's 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 the closest uh by far and one key aspect of the fact you know the way that he is sort of involved in ethereum relative to founders of other cryptocurrencies i think is that he understands you know he did ethereum but he he didn't say Satoshi did this wrong. It was more like, okay, it wasn't the right thing for my use case. But he very clearly understands at a very profound level, you know, all of yeah, how yeah, it yeah. was set up initially. But, but he, I, I see in him, of course, he's a genius. But I see in him one of these flaws typical of the developer. And you, when they they started Ethereum, they said this is not we're not competing with Bitcoin. Mm. And I think. That was not uh, very honest because if you if you will build a smart contract system, it doesn't matter how complex is is this smart contract. What the contract is doing at the end of the day is just deciding where the money will go. Yeah. No, what at, 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 at what point or in time or uh, according to what conditions, whatever. But it's money. Mm. I mean, if you don't have this first layer let's say if if you didn't solve the money problem the smart contract will be useless so <clears throat> i i think that's um that's something that many people don't uh, stop and think about you know, what we what are we doing and if you don't have sound money uh, what's the purpose of all everything else that you're trying to build uh, on uh like uh, perhaps not as good kind of money or money that can be eventually um intervened in some way or uh, it will stop working as money if if it will stop working as good money as sound money <clears throat> it will just stop working everything the the system is useless yeah yeah it's interesting because people you know, I think in some respects where we are right now in the cryptocurrency space, people have gone a long way from it's called cryptocurrency, right? People forget that the currency that that's it. That's literally half of it. It's cryptography and currency. That's the combination. And 
So because of there's been so much speculation and so much, yeah, smart contracts and all these other tech and everything that everybody wants to do, <laughs> it's not that those are, are bad or anything, but it's all got to be built on the premise that it's got to be something people want to and can exactly. trade. And, you know? and, and that was the spirit. That was the spirit. They said uh, in the first years, okay, let's let let them experiment. Let the altcoins experiment. It's like a big uh, lab, mm. you know. And then when we see that something works, we can try to uh, port it uh, into Bitcoin. That was the the original idea. Uh, so so I think that today, <clears throat> uh, perhaps smart BCH is one of these examples. Okay, this works. This uh, might be interesting. Uh, let's make it even more useful, this kind of money that we have here, that it's uh, hundred and thousand times better than fiat money. Okay, what else we can do to make it even more useful? Uh, it's, it's not, okay, this works, let's make a new uh, network, mm. because that defeats the, the purpose of money, which is, uh, I mean, money without network effect, uh, again, it's uh, it's not useful. You you we don't have the luxury that gold bags have. I mean, even if nobody used gold for uh, as money, it will have uses. You know, industrial uses and other stuff. Mm. So you we don't have that. If Bitcoin is not used as money, it's useless. So we have to start uh, from the basis. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, okay, so let's take a look. So, I, my uh, timeline was that the uh, they had those early days of money where people were probably thinking about a lot of these ideas uh, in some sort of corner of society, right? It was not very like mainstream or anything like that. And then in two thousand and eight, Satoshi publishes the white paper, and then I I don't know. This is again, I wasn't there at the time, so you can comment on whether this is accurate. But I sort of see this early first you know, year, year and a half, maybe 2009, 2010, as being because there was no market price for um, Bitcoin, that it was very uh, conceptual. Like uh, it is only the most hardcore, ideologically interested and or technically capable to understand all these different uh, concepts. And that that kind of crystallized after, yeah, maybe more of the year and a half of the network running and everything happening uh, with the purchase of the two pizzas that Laszlo did online for the pizza. And that that was that was the that was the critical moment that moved it into the next kind of era. Right. Is that then because as soon as you trade it for anything, well, then you just do some maths and now you know how much one Bitcoin is worth. Right. So like, yeah, yeah do, you yeah. know, for, for you, like, do you think that's an accurate explanation of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny because now <laughs> the BTC boys are saying that Bitcoin is not, you cannot buy or you shouldn't buy a, a pizza or frankly anything yeah. with Bitcoin. And this was the, the big breakthrough and they still, they, they think or they repeat, I don't know, that uh, you shouldn't do uh, with Bitcoin what Bitcoin uh, was created to do. Mm. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's something that, uh, I, I mean, those first years, people were 
debating all day what will the government will do with this. They will not just let it uh, grow. Uh, they will do something. But I think they took the time. Uh, when they, uh, they, I remember when uh, Gavin Andreessen was, uh, was called uh, by the CIA. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah, in are familiar with yeah. this episode. Well, the first altcoin, many people <laughs> don't know, the first altcoin were, uh, was born as a result of that. Mm -hmm. It was called <laughs> solid, coin solid coin because this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, this guy uh, said, okay, Gavin Andreessen is compromised, which is bullshit, but some people believe him. <laughs> and uh, he made a different and a new kind of Bitcoin, which was solid coin. And for, for I don't know, a couple month, a month, of months, well, there were people, that it was, <laughs> there was a place for them in the forums. And they were convinced that solid coin was the future because uh, Bitcoin was compromised. Well, so, <laughs> but I think that uh, uh, Gavin was, uh, Gavin went there and talked with these guys. And then when he left, they sat down <laughs> and started thinking, okay, uh, what can we do about that? Because uh, this is a different kind of beast. Mm. And this was in early 2011. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think in 2013, 14, we started to see the, the results of, of this plan. This is no conspiracy theory. I mean, you have a lot of material and, and it's, it's all public. It's, uh, it's very easy to, to see through this, but uh, it's easy if you want, mm -hmm. if you really want to know what happened. Uh, anyway, uh, this is, um, this, this is, I, I think it's, it's sad, but as we said at the beginning, uh, this was this was going to happen. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. So the, it, it's difficult. In a way, it's better because now we are trained. <laughs> now we know how they think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, so I've got this uh, early sort of era here and probably, yeah, maybe about, I've put at the time when this pizza was bought, uh, I guess that sort of gets into the next era, which I have here is 2011 to 2013. I didn't mention, um, the, the CIA sort of getting involved. But to me, so I would say this is at the end of this, close to the end of this period is when I uh, first got involved, right, in uh, late 2013. And that was this sort of entrepreneurial phase because it had created a, a market price. Uh, and obviously it had, even as horribly volatile and everything as it was right then, people were able <laughs> to recognize some utility to it and were trading it and so you have all of the sort of who i think you know the earliest uh, entrepreneurs so charlie shrem who, who started a company called BitInstant, roger ver with bitcoin.com blockchain.info coinbase brian armstrong and other people fred Ersan, and whatever satoshi guys the eric Voorhees, and of course most tragically uh, ross albrecht with oh. the, the silk road uh creating a market where people could trade drugs online uh, because with Bitcoin you could do that. I didn't put on this slide either, the sort of uh, WikiLeaks incident and people sending uh, donations to WikiLeaks, but that's even that is sort of entrepreneurial after a sense. 
and so i sort of feel like of in those those years uh, the the key story was that it had moved from this kind of experiment perhaps uh well it's always going to be an experiment in some ways but the experiment of 2009 2010 to 2011 2013 the you know the forming of a new economy uh basically and yeah like for me i became involved sort of close to the end when uh, you know bitcoin was about 300 dollars, and it had um, you know it was just before the Ch china you know mount gox blew up and there was ch ch you know chinese money flowing into it and miners and all this kind of stuff uh going on it was absolute chaos <laughs> at the time but yeah, yeah people people think that today we have chaos they don't know yeah what they, chaos is exactly like uh i'm sure that will be lost you know to the annals of time to some <laughs> extent but uh yeah like, yeah because empty gox empty gox was a uh, like no, it was not the only one, but it had I think like ninety uh, percent of the volume was uh, done in in Gox. Mm. So it was huge, and people lost. And and, and it's uh, incredible that you you have people uh, behaving the same way in each cycle. Uh, you know this. You have people losing everything in in people shouting, no, don't put your money in an exchange and people still put their money in exchange and you have people saying watch out this is a uh, this is a, how is this? It's a scam. Uh, this, this is, is a, a scam yeah. this is a scam whatever uh, this new project this is a scam and people go and i don't know if you remember the pirate at 40 no i don't remember that <laughs> uh, pyramid scheme <laughs> this was the first big one uh, it was so big that he could move the market uh, and at some point he disappeared, and then uh, he was sent to jail. But so, but it's almost the same every time. Uh, so th that's why I think it's important to focus in the people that can see through all this bullshit. Uh, people like Roger Ver, for example. That's uh, I mean, many of these guys were uh, were very. Uh, Como se dice, were very were visionary guys mm -hmm. in a way, uh, but I think Roger had, um, and it's funny, it's funny, it's mind blowing that people uh, today, people uh, that are victim of propaganda, think that Roger Ver is some kind of uh, you know bad guy. Uh, without Roger Ver. Uh, we wouldn't have many of the, the companies and we we wouldn't have uh, seen this uh, this very fast development because he was throwing money at everything that he thought it could work mm. um, so I lost the, my, my train yeah. of thought but uh, no I mean yeah. I think it's uh, incredible like people yeah it's unbelievably he's had this huge uh you know propaganda attack against him uh basically but i mean he may uh i mean he has already been uh rewarded you know in some sense for his uh vision and it's entirely possible uh in my mind that he, he's going to be the richest person on planet yeah. earth he um, would be the, the the first trillionaire perhaps yeah it's it's definitely you know if uh premise of this podcast is is correct and that bitcoin cash becomes the global reserve currency 
he will be probably the richest uh, person in the world. Yep. Maybe, maybe, yep. maybe it, not. Maybe Elon yep. can catch him, but only if Elon starts buying Beast Edge <laughs> now. If 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 he waits <laughs> yeah, another ten yeah. x, it's too late. Uh, so yeah, yeah, right, right. So, but uh, can you imagine? I mean, today Roger Ver is uh, even if if he let let's spoke, he is a trillionaire. The only thing that he will be interested and invested in is in changing the world for the better. Mm. So, what? Because his life, anyone, a middle class guy, can have more or less the same kind of life that Roger Ver has today. Mm. So, it's not about uh, the luxuries. Uh, it's it's about the important stuff. I mean. Uh, People don't see how fortunate we are that we we are alive today because we have the possibility. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but previous generations, they were hopeless. And I, I could understand if the only thing that you have is just gold or silver. Yeah, it already failed. Uh, so it's it's depressing. But now, I mean, wake up. If you are, a, if you think yourself, you, you think you are a libertarian, what are you doing? I mean, this is where, what you should be doing. You should be out there educating, explaining, using, showing people. Uh, so this is uh, something that I, I was surprised uh, about. I mean, so many people uh, talking about um, freedom and the moment they have the opportunity to live uh, and to liberate many other people to, to live by their words, uh, they just they they disappear. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, you got to walk the walk, you know. You can't just uh, talk yeah. the talk, you know. And I think that is that that is something that we're going to see as well, or that we have seen in the history of cryptocurrency, is that. People can have the idea or, you know, they can say, look, give me this money. I'm going to do this startup or, or whatever. But those things kind of fade away. So people who put money into them, just be aware. Like now you can even see it with uh, flip starters in Bitcoin Cash, where I think it's great. We have that people can crowdfund something and some people are able to get one round of crowdfunding. And then, you know, whether they do or they don't deliver that certain amount. But you can't get a second round of crowdfunding unless that first round, unless you you know you've got the whole project there, because uh, you know that that's the, and that's how it should be, right? Is that people are free to invest their money. They can you know if they believe a certain person is going to deliver a certain thing and they want to risk their own money, that's fine. And if it all gets lost, well, they learn the lesson that okay, maybe I should have betted them better, or maybe I should have only given them a certain amount of money that I didn't mind if it was lost or or whatever it is right and those that that cycle which is very easy from the outside to criticize and and especially in this early days 2011 2013 the media is you know relentless oh mount gox has failed the libertarian dream it's all dead it's oh, yeah. all over you know libertarians getting scammed by each other what a surprise haha we all knew it and stuff like that <laughs> and and it was very painful at the time for undoubtedly a lot of people but at the, that it was a necessary process where everybody learned and yeah. adapted and it has provided new solutions you know and it was the biggest opportunity yeah 
thanks, thanks, thanks to, to that shitstorm, you had the biggest opportunity to buy cheap coins. Yeah, and some people and did. <laughs> today, it's, today it's the same. Yeah. It's the same with VCA. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You get you get a you get a free reset. And maybe we'll just see this cycle over and over again, you know, as each new way, maybe Bitcoin Cash will split into two coins in the future or something, and there will be once again, you know, people picking sides and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hope not because uh, again, because network effect uh, is so important when we're talking about money. And at some point, I think there will be uh, one dominant coin. I don't think it's possible. I mean, you, you can have many coins, but uh, the the normal thing without state intervention, I think, will be one big coin. Mm. Uh, this is what people will uh, tend to adopt in the long run and let's not forget that most i don't know 99 point whatever people uh, in the planet don't yeah, have coins yeah. that's that's what these btc uh, people uh, don't get that we are this is not this is a process and and this is a long shot also mm, exactly and they think well it's just as much the same as the problems with oh the government's going to regulate it and then nobody's going to want it. It's like you got to you got to have some vision of the whole world. You got to understand. Nobody can really yeah. understand. You know, it's one of my life uh, theories that nobody truly understands how many people there are on the planet. Like you can know, okay, there's seven billion <laughs> or eight billion or whatever, but it's it's impossible to understand eight billion people wake up every day and you know crack on with whatever they're doing. <laughs> in their life, right? Nobody understands exactly how much movement and opinions yeah, yeah. and ideas and everything is just being churned out of this like uh, machine. I, I see these guys like the, like those people that say the science is settled. Mm -hmm. No, it's not settled. I mean, uh, I, I like a concept. I think it's from Hayek. It's He says that money is not a noun. It's uh, an adjective. Yeah. No? So he speaks of like moneyness. Mm -hmm. It's not, you don't have just money like this. This is fiat money. You can have fiat money, and that's why it's so bad. But the sound money, it's something that people discover. Mm. It's a process. So uh, when you say, no, no, this is, this is it. We decided that Bitcoin BTC will be uh, the base layer for whatever, and, and then you can do whatever you want uh, up there. Uh, uh, the second layer, which will be divorced from the first layer. Uh, this is a model, it's a completely stupid model uh, that they imagine and they think that they can impose, like because they have this, all these resources, perhaps, uh, I don't know, government funded or uh, bank funded, I don't know, but uh, it's, it's not how, you, how, how it works. And if you have people, if you don't have these barriers to, to entry, uh, people will find the alternative, which is which coin is more useful. Mm -hmm. They will care. Of course they will care. So uh, with time, people will, uh, will tend to uh, adopt the currency that other people are adopting. Yeah. Uh, 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 that's, so that, that's why it's so important to try to, uh, if it's possible, avoid uh, forks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we, I mean, we, this is one of the things, a few things 
that gold or precious metals have uh, in favor mm. uh, when you, when you compare with with uh, cryptocurrencies because you cannot fork <laughs> gold. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's uh, it's bad because you have a lot of friction when you want to use it. Uh, and well, we we know the gold is not perfect money, but you cannot change it. It's it's just as it is. It doesn't depend on people uh, deciding. Uh, they they can decide if, if they adopt it, but they cannot change its its nature. So this is a. And so we have to resemble gold in that regard, I think. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i in two minds about that. I appreciate what you're saying. You want to have a, a, a you know, a strong... No, I, I'm not saying that we have to impose. I, I'm saying that uh, this, is, uh, this is better. I mean, if we get to that point, it will be almost impossible to change the basics. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Well, because as uh, crypto gets more adopted and more people get involved and more development teams, like, I mean, we're still at this sort of early days in terms of BTC only has one dev team and they've already, you know, wrecked because of that. And uh, BCH has like five or six that are active and have made node implementations. But if we get to be the global reserve currency, it would probably be, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to have at least 10, right? There's going to be like Google is probably going to, you know, code their own one, you know, Facebook, Amazon, like surely Tesla, like if, if you were one of those companies and, you know, you were serious that this was going to take over the world, you would want to have your engineers in those dev discussions. What are we doing? You know, what's, what's getting involved in that? In that way and so i'm sure i think the the protocol development speed will slow down over yeah. time just because the resilience of the currency increases as more people are involved because the more you want to tweak one thing the more you're going to piss off you know different groups right so i think that's also why it's quite important to to spread adoption and get more people bought in because the, the one thing everyone has in common is they want it to work because and they want it to be cheap yeah. because if those things stop they'll find exactly. something else you know exactly yeah okay so let's say so i've got this second era here 2011 to 2013 and then let's say okay mount cox blows up at the end of 2013 started 2014 and to me that created the the next uh era of cryptocurrency uh which is 2014 to 2016 and uh to me the characteristics of this era this is also where ethereum was founded shortly before this and sort of came onto the scene a lot of other coins uh spread out you know there was proof of stake was sort of coming up and being invented um and the andreas antonopoulos he was just huge at the time because uh like roger ver had done in the in the earlier stage at a certain point you know roger sort of uh he was still obviously out there every single day uh, spreading Bitcoin, but I think, you know, he decided, look, let me just ease up on this a little bit. And Andreas kind of took up the baton there in explaining it and having the vision for the future and sort of rallying the community, giving a lot of talks all around the world. Uh, and I think the big characteristic uh, topics were sort of the regulation and government interference. It was getting to the point where it was big enough that the community generally was, you know, what what about taxes and what about, you know, when the government, what if they want to shut it down? What about if 
you know, all these different uh, things were coming into play. And also uh, the, the block size limit sort of was coming up because even though it only became a problem potentially in 2017 or even in theory now, like 2021, this is sort of a testament really to how forward thinking the community was at that time. Like if you were trying to debate with people now about, you know, in 2030, like we're going to have these problems, right? Uh, you know, but at the time, everybody was thinking, yeah, but when we have the adoption, you know, of all these people and the blocks are full all the time and everything, you know, that that's why it was uh, under debate at, at, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think one of the first guys to, to, said, to, to say to Satoshi uh, that that was not a very good idea to put the hard limit mm. uh, was one, one of the first uh, guys that responded to this idea mm. said, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> I don't know if he, uh, he envisioned what was uh, going to happen many years later, but Satoshi uh, dismissed him because he said, no, it's, it's just, we can do it this do, way. Yeah, very it's, easy, it, max block it, size it, limit. It, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> the instructions. So... <laughs> He was so wrong about that, speaking about being right. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I think that the, the owners of the money monopoly, they decided at some point that there's, there was no point in trying to fight it uh, like uh, with, with violence, di direct violence. So they thought, let's push people into this uh, bank type platforms uh, let's do it difficult let's make people cry until they <laughs> decide okay this is my only option uh, so i don't think they could uh, have foreseen the, um, the the forks and the the big the, the altcoins and all the alternatives uh, but they this is this will be an ongoing struggle this will not uh, just end they will it will end when they decide to adopt uh, the let's say bch bch because at, at that point they will be fighting for bch and at that point they will be fighting to end, without knowing perhaps, to end the system that they control because they don't, they are not interested in money. They are interested in your money. <laughs> they are interested in the value that you add to uh, the economy. And this is just the, the best way, the easiest way, the way, um, the most efficient in the sense that they don't have to face the consequences of robbing you. Uh, so once, they adopt the new system, they, they are done forever. This is what I think, and this is why I'm so passionate. And this is why perhaps uh, Antonopoulos was passionate uh, until I don't know what happened to him. If uh, he, he had a, I don't know. I don't know, and I, I don't want to know because uh, it must be very bad. Yeah, yeah. And I think in this sort of era, um, of, of cryptocurrency 
like you were saying before, and I think it's hard for people to understand, you know, in, in hindsight, who weren't there at the time about how united the community was up until that point, that despite being so small, Bitcoin was just killing it because everybody was on the same page. Yeah, we had Ethereum, we had, you know, Litecoin, different things, different coins were going on. But like you said, it was just a, a sort of a little sideshow project. All the people involved in those coins were also involved in Bitcoin and were, you know, uh, powering it forward and that it only sort of like, I think of it as like it shattered, you know, it had the market split out into all these different yep. things as a result of the failings of, of Bitcoin, which started here, which was that the community got on, you know, started infighting and they got off this same page and whatever, you know, influence or whatever discussion was going on that people knew about or didn't know about that was where the problems kind of kicked in, that it was started with this technological problem of raising the limit, but really it was a social problem and a communication problem of, sure. of everybody uh, getting on the same page. And so as a, res a result, again, I think in the long run, it was beneficial. And one of the reasons that I was yeah, interested in Bitcoin in the earlier phase was because I knew that, okay, even if there was a problem with Bitcoin because it's all open source, anybody could just create a fork or an alternative coin and either have, you know, slightly different pros and cons to uh, get it past whatever block it had encountered. And, uh, I didn't think that it would go down the way it did, but that's just uh, what, it, what, it, what, it, what ended up happening, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think then, so to me, that, that sort of is their whole, uh, that was a very... Well, every every one of these periods has a slightly different like flavor to it in uh, cryptocurrency uh, history, but that that was certainly a very, the most uh, turbulent uh, internally. In oh the yeah. Community oh yeah. By far. Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, it people don't know people that uh, I I think the new people the new I mean after all this are like uh, like a, like a kid. That was born in North Korea. Yeah. I mean, they they have uh, if, if they search and they don't care enough, they have this uh, new new speak and uh, new of the let's say official narrative, mm. and they go along with it. They don't know that ninety nine percent of people were uh, on the same page with Satoshi mm. uh, on the scaling. Uh, debate. There was no debate. Mm. Almost anyone th at that uh, at that point thought that Bitcoin uh, couldn't scale. It was uh, weird. For the first time, uh, hearing some people in uh, 2013, I think Bitcoin doesn't scale, like Peter Todd uh, said. And then he said he was contacted by a CIA person. To make this um, the CIA agent to make this video uh, explaining how Bitcoin just don't scale and how important it is to keep the limit at one megabyte, uh, one megabyte forever. It is so it's <laughs> it's something that no, nobody took seriously even then. Uh, so they they couldn't convince uh, people. And that's why they went full force in, with censorship and buying everything, buying the media, buying the forums, buying the people that uh, they were able to buy. But at the, at the beginning, as you, as you said, uh, it was, I mean, uh, 
the Roger Bear mindset was the norm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it really, well, yeah, it really just changed. Like, it's interesting that you put it that way in terms of the, you know, like being born into a system, you know, people are born into a system like in the fiat currency, you know, I know a lot of people that they say, oh, Bitcoin's never going to work or something. And it's like, they think that because they, they've never known any different, right? They wouldn't have necessarily come up with their system that they're in, but they're used to it their whole life. So they don't see any alternative. And then maybe it is the same, uh, definitely with people who came into... Uh, of course. Going, and, uh, and, and, and let's not forget that governments are used to manipulating people. I mean, they are experts in that and they have thousands they've been doing this for thousands of years so that's why we shouldn't be surprised and we shouldn't expect people to understand all this and uh, and be focused and in in these things people will understand when most people will understand when they see it when they compare they can compare it and they can experiment that uh, and and that's the point of no no return no debate yeah uh, debate is is fine <laughs> but we we will not uh, win by debating yeah exactly and so i guess that sort of comes to this next slide is i didn't really uh, put on this slides but essentially there was the hong kong agreement and there was the new york agreement and there was i mean i don't even remember all the exact what went on but basically the summary was that <laughs> Various people in the industry, in different capacities, developers and businesses, and Andreas Antonov, you know, people who were involved, who were big in the discussion, they were having global meetups, which was very hard to do, and you probably couldn't even do it now because it's just too spread out. But at the time, there was still small enough that you could get sort of a, a core, a central amount of people that that you know probably had enough influence to to spread around their ideas and say, look, okay. How are we going to resolve this? Everybody's infighting, whatever. And there was, uh, you know, agreements made at those ones about, okay, we're going to raise the block size limit here, or we're going to put in SegWit, which was what, you know, the BTC, what became the BTC side sort of wanted to do. And all of this stuff uh, was kind of going on. But basically, it all ended up in disaster with uh, various machinations in one way or another such that more yeah but most people people don't know that most people uh, were silent mm. i mean this uh, this conference were, were not we were not allowed to uh, to give our opinion mm. we were not allowed to talk and uh, when when i say we i mean the uh, back then was the uh, bitcoin unlimited guys mm. uh, they they tried everything it was obvious that it was the idea was let's uh, eject these guys from the ecosystem so they they became the the de facto uh, uh, governments of, yeah. of the of bitcoin yeah that's right so i mean for me yeah it, it was sort of the the same in that at the time you know i had been posting on reddit slash r slash bitcoin where a lot of the discussion and all that and they started with their censorship and there was People getting banned, you know, and I had a lot of posts that were very highly upvoted. You know, I know people were loving it. This is, a, I know what you're saying. Everybody was on the same uh, page, but then, you know, people were getting banned uh, and all, yeah. all this sort of and stuff. And this yeah. guy, the, 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 the guy that was responsible, uh, he, he said, if I have to kick out, <laughs> push out, uh, kick out like 99%, I will do it. That's right. And 
this guy, this was a big surprise because I was one of the found, founders of the Spanish uh, version uh, or Spanish section in the Bitcoin Talk forum. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was not uh, called Bitcoin Talk, but whatever. So this guy, Tamos, was very, uh, very nice guy. I I remember asking him if we can we have this Spanish section. He said yes, okay, no problem, and uh, he was very very nice and he um, he responded quickly and he he changed in a way no not because of niceness because of the core ideas uh, he changed like uh, 180 is, is that what yeah, uh, the way degree, say? Yeah. like it was 180 degree uh, so that was very surprising to me because I thought, okay, this this guy uh, is into the, you know, the right principles. Uh, he he at least will allow some debate. This is this is a way we we progress, mm -hmm. you know, uh, exchanging ideas. Let's see which one is is, is the best. And the way he behaved. Uh, it really made me think that he he was not the same person. I mean, I perhaps, but uh, it was. I, I mean, it, it was fascinating to see uh, how this worked in many people, because uh, I didn't know really. I didn't know that it was that easy. But now I understand. I think living through all this, I understand how they do it. I mean, it was a, an amazing experience. <laughs> learning experience yeah. and i think for many people that uh, that was the case so now we are let's say uh, immunized to some extent to this same kind of attacks yeah that's right so bdc uh, bitcoin is going along it splits into uh bdc and and bch you know i'm trying to explain every uh, step of it you know for people this might be their first ever episode of the podcast right so it splits into these uh two in the 1st of August, 2017. Um, and the, from that point, uh, Bitcoin ended up at the time, what was the real Bitcoin was very up for debate, like in the sense that if you were an exchange, perhaps like both of them could say, we're Bitcoin and you're not basically. And, uh, you know, for different reasons. And as it went, uh, Bitcoin Cash, what we now call Bitcoin Cash, which at the time was called uh, Bitcoin ABC, uh, ended up having to sort of shift off the brand. It ended up kind of being in the in the minority for a whole lot of reasons that you know to do with the the hash rate and to do with the different exchanges and who yeah, listed but it under let's, what. Let's uh, not forget that the, the the hash rate was pointing at. Uh, at some uh, at a particular point in time, what's yeah. were, uh, was pointing at Bitcoin Unlimited, uh, the um, it, it has the most uh, amount of ha uh, yeah hash power, uh, yeah. and then uh, we, because this is not just the, there were many angles, not only social attacks, were no. also uh, like how do you say computational like, attacks or yeah technological type of uh, yeah. yeah. Of the of the network, so uh, in so they that way they could uh, make these guys look bad, and that was it. Uh, this this is the turning point, I think. Mm. So 
now that they're after they had split off, obviously, uh, you know, Bitcoin Cash was was in a crisis, right? Because it had been uh, it was under attack, you know, in terms of the community discussion. It was under attack in terms of this had never happened before. You know, there'd always just been one Bitcoin, and then at least the side that became BTC, they sort of had the advantage of. They, they sort of were able to carry the momentum and just say, everybody who doesn't want to just leave, right? But when you do, uh, like it's a game theory thing, when you, if you split a group into one group of people and the rest, well, the rest are obviously, they might have a different reasons that they disagree with, with you know, the main uh, road, why they left. And so then they have to reform and decide, okay, we all agree not this, but then what do we all support, you know, as one instead? Yeah. And so because of this, Bitcoin Cash was just in this huge, like, conflagration of of, uh, of crisis, really, because this had never happened before. So now if a Bitcoin forked or the Bitcoin Cash forked, you know, exchanges, they know, okay, maybe we can wait a week and then list it, or maybe they have their methods for... How do we determine that? Or what are the miners likely to do in a situation with multiple coins? Or All of these things were completely unknown at the time. And so for the Bitcoin Cash side, which was in the minority of the of the fork, as it, as it kind of went down in the end, I agree with you that up to that point, it probably had the majority hash rate at times. It definitely had a majority of the community, probably even had the economic majority would have voted of course. for it if people could vote you know, with their dollars, but then when it came down to the the split, uh, because of all these different agreements and how much chaos and confusion had been created by that time, it was not necessarily clear, you know, <laughs> as to what the outcome would be. So people are trying to like sort of bet with loads of money on the line as to which one they sell and which one they buy and how um, how you know controversial it it was. So. At that time, you know, I sold all my Bitcoin and I just bought all Bitcoin Cash. Like that, I was just like, this is obviously Bitcoin Cash is, is the way to go. And I mean, historically, that was a terrible decision. Uh, no, but you, time, you were but, right. Yeah. But 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 it, 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 I don't think it mattered, matters that much. Mm. Uh, for the same reasons that the guy that bought at 32 uh, was considered, <laughs> you know, the uh, bad timing. Mm. Uh, and then uh, it resulted that he was a, a, a very clever uh, early adopter of a, I mean, if he did it for the right reasons, mm -hmm. because if not, he would have sell uh, immediately or uh, just when, when he freaked out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think this is, this is the same. This is story repeating itself. Um, was about, uh, I was about to say something. Um, I, I don't know. Just go on. Yeah, yeah. So then, so because of this, and ah, sorry, I, yeah. sorry. This, okay. <laughs> this, we we didn't know exactly how uh, how it would evolve, yeah. but we did know something very important that the economic model of Bitcoin BTC was unsustainable. Yeah. So this was you said uh, this um, game theory thing. Yeah, you, you're right, <clears throat> but in the long in the long run, uh, that which cannot continue will not continue. Yeah. So this, you were you were right in the in the way that it's important to be right, mm. not in the short time uh, 
price or short time horizon. Uh, price moves. This is this is not what makes uh, the Satoshi's dream come true. Yeah, exactly. And for people to think about uh, one of the reasons that I, I did that, and I think that a lot of the community were thinking that way, was because it was about that long term vision. And so, even though the split was over the one megabyte limit, and the idea that one day fees would become too high, uh, actually. How it worked out was that people were on the Bitcoin Cash side again. They were thinking into the future, which we're now have seen kind of come to fruition. But if you rewind to that point in time, one of the big benefits to BTC was that there was that split over the future fees. But even at the time, even with the blocks full, it was still ten cents or five cents. It was still a low yep. amount that for the things people were using Bitcoin for. That wasn't a key yeah, yeah. Uh, dif differentiating factor. It wasn't so painful. That they exactly, had to exactly. You had to understand. And and I've seen many people, uh, many people to, uh, told me, look, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it until I suffered it. And then I started to uh, go uh, to the old forums and your posts. And uh, I started to remember all the things you said. Uh, now I get it, but, but this is this is the same as we uh, the, as we were talking about uh, when when people are faced between the a good uh, sound money and fiat money. Uh, if they only know fiat money, they will not get it just by uh, listening to a perfect explanation of the flaws. They have to experience it. So many people had to experience $50 fees to understand that this was not. And, and then they started to ask, okay, are they working on this? Or this is just the way it will be? No, no, it will be worse, they, they are saying. And they are cheering. <laughs> so if this is the case, okay, I, will, I, I don't want to uh, be part of this. Yeah. Most people, uh, most people behave that way, and this is something you, we should understand. Yeah, that's right. And so the at that, yeah, I, I don't know how much more that we could talk about this all day, right? But I just think for the listeners who are coming back to this, who maybe weren't there at the time, the key point to understand is that this was a key, like I've got here the phrase "baptism of fire." That's the only way I can put it. Where Bitcoin Cash came came off the worst for wear in this huge, you know, uh, confluence of factors, um, but that ultimately it led to where we're at now and where I think we will be over the next uh, couple of years. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, in a second. But that, this was this key uh, moment um, where ev everything that followed afterwards was was related to this. Um, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. So then in the next phase, which sort of flowed on from this, I've got 2017 to 2020, uh, is where the two go their separate ways. Because up until that point, Bitcoin, like we said, was one community and everybody was supposedly was on the same page and everybody was working towards the same thing. And so if people had debates, they could argue one way or another. But in the end of the day, everybody would get back to the same page. Uh, just naturally, but in the, in this case now it was two different things, and now people have the explicit choice 
And when the currency splits in two, it can split in two, but there's no way to patch it up and put it back together. And so for the rest of time, effectively, uh, BDC and BCH became different. And from this, uh, initially, they were quite close, but they have spread out over time as to what their goal is, what their community is, who their investors are. The technology, while very similar, uh, at the base layer is slowly, you know, you make a few additions to BDC, a few additions to BCH, take, change some stuff on BDC, change some stuff on BCH. And as time goes on, they're becoming less and less sort of compatible uh, on every level, not just the technology level, but the community and the discussion that is being had and all these different ideas. And so because there was this split, BTC, like we said, benefited from the fact that it kind of had the momentum of retaining the brand name. And it then went through that bubble then and, and this bubble that we've had recently, uh, but it had to sort of refashion its identity to being digital gold and selling this narrative um, of, you know, like being involved with the banks and stuff and not trading for pizza, like you were saying, that all had to be thrown out because you just couldn't justify it with the fees. Uh, and so as a result of this, uh, BCH was in the opposite crisis where it didn't have the brand name, but it did kind of have the idea of peer-to-peer cash. Uh, but then because it was a new community effectively or a subsection that an excise section of the community, there was then a lot of battles over the next couple of years with Bitcoin SV and BCHA. And there's been these sort of different clashes as the community says, tries to find its own new way of, of doing things that is resistant to those problems that it had experienced so heavily. And uh, well, we'll see in the next slide that it's kind of come out the other side of that, I believe in a certain sense, but you just need to think about that at, after that 2017 point, there was essentially three you know, things that happened. BTC had to rewire itself to be digital gold in its narrative and in its community. BCH had to establish itself as, okay, we're gonna do peer-to-peer cash and you know, going back to the roots of the earlier principles of Satoshi and so on and so forth. And then also in the rest of the crypto market, there was a huge surge and innovation and more, you know, Ethereum rose up to a lot of prominence and all these other coins uh, became much more in focus because of this uh, titanic battle between BBC and BCH and the issues there. A lot of people just thought, right, well, that's obviously not going to work then if they're, you know, melting down into into chaos so yeah how how have you found and now this yeah. is quite recent yeah. how have you found this uh, last couple of years oh, i think i think that we are learning uh, besides the the what the, the why you know, why are did these um forks happen I and mean, what's uh what's the purpose uh, who's behind it i don't know but i think that something good about this is that we are learning that not every fork is worth it. No? So if you have a small disagreement, it's better to have a small disagreement, a small conflict, and go on. Because what we are building uh, is so dependent on network effects that in the long term, it will not matter. I mean, if you have, if, if it's, the, the protocol is good enough, you know, like it happened with the internet. If the protocol is good, is good enough, people will find ways to solve problems. But the Bitcoin BTC pro- <laughs> protocol is not good yeah. enough, not even close. So it's not a technical uh, 
thing that you have to solve. It's an economic uh, impossibility. So once you understand that, uh, that's why I, I said before, uh, we understood that this was not going to work. That's, that's crucial. And then what exactly you want to do with this, uh, if you disagree about some little thing and you think that you can uh, replace all the community, all the, uh, and you can just replicate the network effects, you're yeah. wrong. I mean, and you will be, uh, we, you will prove, I think, you will be proven wrong, uh, more and more wrong with time, because that's the nature of the network effects. So uh, I think that uh, BCH, yeah, as you said, went through a lot of uh, proof of, of, of fire. Uh, no, this uh, fire test, yeah. or I, I don't know what. <laughs> through a lot of fire. Yeah, that was definitely a lot of a lot of things are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 purified yeah. in a exactly. way. Exactly. Exactly. Like I was saying about the bushfires, you know, that that was the biggest and yeah. and probably maybe the biggest there will ever be, right? I, I don't know. Uh we'll yeah. see. But I think okay. yeah, now uh we have this sort of knowledge in the whole crypto space, it's not even just the Bitcoin Cash community, right? But until this point there was no knowledge you know so like so many things in crypto it was happening for the first time ever so we're learning as we go along and at that time people didn't really know how would a fork go would one of them just die off immediately would you know yeah. like how would the miners react all these different things but now it's sort of a bit more known and so uh, people are understanding as a result of the bitcoin cash and then the bitcoin sv uh and so on forks is that like you said that a fork is a is a, a method of last resort. It's something you, you want to have yeah. if there if it is that critical, it's worth doing it. But if it's not exactly. if it's not overwhelmingly critical that you should fight for over it, yeah. then it's not and, worth doing. And, and it was critical. Yeah. I mean, we were fighting for the survival of the Satoshi Nakamoto exactly. idea system yeah. that he created. So this is of course it, this is critical. Mm. But yeah, in the future, people are going to like uh, if they want to fork off uh, Bitcoin Cash, uh, they can, and we'll see whether or not that does happen. But uh, you know, the ultimately they've got to have a very very strong case to to um, you know of course. To, to do so to have success. Especially yeah. if the adoption keeps on growing, it will be almost impossible. People want to use kind of money that other people use. Look at the peso, Argentinian peso. Why do people use? It's not just because they are forced to use pesos. It's because they know that other people will, will accept it. So uh, it's um, it's like uh, self-fulfilling yeah, yeah. in a way. Exactly. exactly. It, is, it is like self-fulfilling and self-reinforcing. And the way it is self now um, yeah. as well is that even to date, you know, we haven't seen, we're seeing some sort of early signs of that, but BCH still has not passed BTC and Bitcoin SV has not passed BCH, right? So there's actually no recorded cases right now of a cryptocurrency that was in the minority coming back to overtake, uh, you know, the lead one. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this podcast has started, you know, largely to track this journey that I think we're going to see. And there is now some evidence for that. But uh, even if 
if we do see that, it will be the first time ever because the network effect is so huge and it will have taken the Bitcoin oh, cash. I don't community. think that it's that difficult because they are committing suicide. So it's yeah. not, we, we just have to keep on existing. Indeed. But in, <laughs> it's, in, it's in, in that... slow motion, right? Like it, it, this was, you know, a four, yeah. four yeah. year, five year sort of project at the minimum, right? And maybe yep. it will take six, seven, eight years, um, you know, which it, you want to. Who knows? I, I, I sorry, I, I just little disagreement yeah. and and i just yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you know you never know with these things uh, and when people start realizing it can go much faster than anyone uh, can yeah. imagine because uh, when people start people are always watching at, at mm -hmm. each other you know so you, let's say you bought this uh, narrative that Bitcoin is a store of value and every other thing is a shitcoin. Mm. Bitcoin is BTC and, and nothing else. And it's a store of value that you shouldn't touch. First of all, at some point, uh, you will be proven wrong by just reality because uh, you will not have mining and it will not be Bitcoin. It will not be protected by mining. So that's, that, that's one thing. And then the other thing, is that perhaps you will not uh, understand it, but other people will understand it before you, and they will they will change their mind, and they will put their money where their mind is. And if many people, especially big uh, investors, start to do that, then all others flock start in. to think maybe I'm in the wrong side of history so they flock exactly so i don't think this will be just a, a gradual thing i th i think it might explode at some point nobody knows when but this is no I, I, I agree with you on that so when i was saying that it would be like a five or six years i mean if you take it from 2017 right so we've already had five years so oh, yeah. i'm saying like maybe <laughs> with five years of here so this fork this battle it has been a five yeah. year or a six year battle but i agree it will end probably in three months or six months or, you know, could be one week, right? It could be where yeah. people start flipping. You don't, we don't know exactly when, but you will be the, you will see the hockey stick. Yeah, in the exactly. Chart, the, I think. the exponential will just kick Especially off. when they start to fear, when they start to fear that, oh, yeah, these guys were right, or this might happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to, well, I guess that's, uh, let's move. This is the next slide, right? Is that, in 2021, you know, is is this the year? Is it 2021 or maybe 2022? It's things are starting to hit a tipping point, right? So, uh, to me, the world outside of all of this little infighting, the rest of the world is sort of starting to get the message that uh, cryptocurrency is going to be huge, and they can't ignore it any longer. I mean, it's always been growing exponentially, but like it's the, it's a hockey stick on a hockey stick, right? Which is that the glo the global the global <laughs> yeah, yeah. population are, are cluing into this, and people that I was talking to for years and telling them, yeah, Bitcoin, blah blah, blah all this stuff, they're starting to listen to me, you know. And I, I've made this podcast, and you know, it's been growing like quite uh, rapidly, and you know, it's because that that is the status in the world. So because you have that situation, at the same time as BTC has fees that are now. It's been up to fifty, sixty dollars recently, but now it's still twenty dollars or or whatever. Like 
it can't, any increase in growth just makes their problems worse. And there's no quick out yeah. because if they, if they try and change anything, it's just going to melt down into conflict in their own community. The alternatives yeah, yeah. already exist with Bitcoin Cash or with other cryptocurrencies as well. It's easier to... And also, it's not, it's not easy to remove the yeah. code. Yeah, it? yeah, that's right. Replaced by the and se like SegWit, you cannot remove. So that's just locked in yep, stone. That's exactly. that's that's over and done with. There's no fix to that. And even some of the other stuff, like the Bitcoin Cash, is taken out. Like replaced by fee. That's a slow pro and it's taken a long time to dig all yep. of that out of there. And so on a technical level, on a community level, on an economic level, so many things that the BDC is you know they've locked in their course and they, they can't suddenly, you know, maneuver in the market, right? And so we've now we've seen, I think, uh, the bottom of the, like we were talking about right from the start, 118 to one, I think that was the bottom. And since then, BDC has nearly like tripled up to... Uh, yeah, yeah. And the potential is, is, is there. I mean, uh, with BTC, they destroyed the, the potential to, mm -hmm. to grow. But this is, I, I think, for, for BCH, there's no, I mean, of course, there's a material limits, but uh, in practical terms, uh, we be comfortable <laughs> with this hockey stick into a hockey stick. Mm, yeah, exactly. And we might, you know, see, yeah, like we're already, you know, like doing about one megabyte blocks or probably even like half a megabyte now that the transaction limit has been reduced by most of cash, but they're already on 32 megabyte blocks is already on the network and they're looking to 256 megabyte blocks because yep. again the community is forward thinking in that way and prepared for if there is that huge surge you know we will just be able to onboard and onboard and onboard yeah 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 remember that one megabyte was seen when satoshi put this limit uh, was seen as almost impossible to get yeah 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 exactly and it was having, yeah yeah way ahead you've got to be forward thinking you've got to be yeah. Like no engine, that's one thing that engineers do have, right? As much as we were ragging on them before is you want to be ahead of the game. You want to have your capacity ready to go before people need it. Uh, you know, uh, all, all engineers will, uh, will recognize that. Well, except for Bitcoin, BTC. Yeah, well, Satoshi, right. Satoshi, indeed, uh, he realized that and he explained exactly how, how to deal with that. Yeah. And so in this, uh, 2021, where, uh, BCH has been surging and now as well uh, Ethereum has been you know absolutely like crushing it uh, versus BTC and slowly been rising up so that BTC dominance of the market is now down to 44 uh, or less percent and so you know it seems to me that I would expect in this year or in next year or, or soon you know there will just be a couple of critical events like I'm, I'm totally speculating here, but let's just say like if Elon Musk came out and said, we're supporting Bitcoin Cash and I put a billion into that as well, like something like that, or it could be that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, a certain government uh, could melt down suddenly, right? Like some fiat yeah. economy could just implode and, you know, sort of like in Argentina, but maybe somewhere else in the world. And then people there for any reason start loving cryptocurrency or just any sort of event like that, any tinderbox could strike it off. And then either yeah, Ethereum yeah. along with sort of the rest of the market kind of behind yeah, it. Or but I think that there's yeah. a distinction, important distinction be between uh, what happened with Ethereum and with Bitcoin Cash because Ethereum got 
the all the people that were that, that started to realize that these guys will not uh, just will do whatever was in their hands to not allow Bitcoin to scale, they started, um, let's say, escaping the, uh, the Bitcoin BTC camp. Yeah. And they went where? Ethereum. But because there was nothing nothing else not because they thought oh this has a bright future mm. it's it's just a, like a refugee just go where you can and stay there uh, even if you don't understand it's not that people thought oh yeah uh, smart contracts will be i think maybe yes is some of them but most people just uh, uh, see is just at, at that time could see that uh, Bitcoin BTC, BTC was doomed and they jumped to ETH. But now uh, with BCH, we have the original. It's, so uh, people that jumped to BTC for the right reasons will jump and are jumping, I think, uh, to BCH for the same reasons. It's not just uh, whatever I, I'm just escaping, and I don't care wh where I go. It's just I I don't want to be near these guys. It's no, no. This is again. This is your home. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think well, I think uh, there's two sort of yeah dynamics in that. So one I think is as BCH starts to surge up, I think you're right that we will attract back a lot of people in the cryptocurrency who were from the early days and who then moved off into other coins a different thing if they see that it's starting to happen and it's a it's you have to prove it very you know uh very like very decisively because those people they've been burned they know you know they're going to be skeptical right which is why it's very important that you know bitcoin cash is doing well and as it, it continues to accelerate um, hopefully, you know, it, it will have to win that very hard-earned trust back uh, and then people will flood into And then that's a self-perpetuating uh, thing. Like we've been saying, a lot of these things, they <laughs> they build on themselves. But I think another aspect to it in a, in a similar way is that if Ethereum or Dogecoin or any coins are surging against BTC, that creates in the world, not even just in the crypto space, but to everybody, the understanding that, the narrative has been okay bitcoin is the king and that's the number one but let's say if ethereum did somehow uh you know move up it only needs to go about 3x or so yeah, and, yeah. and and take over yeah. with bitcoin yeah. then as the rest of the world is starting to wake up to cryptocurrency they will also have to sort of divorce in their mind because to a lot of people who don't know the difference they think yeah. bitcoin and cryptocurrency that's the same thing they'll have to understand okay there are these yeah, yeah. different choices and people who are uh unaware of all this they think that's a problem they think oh but then people are not going to trust it even less because they don't know about bitcoin and, yeah. blah, blah. and that is somewhat true but it's also really important i think because it forces people to understand this is a, a choice with uh you know exactly. fiat currencies exactly. you don't have a choice so you just go with whatever and then if the choice was fiat or bitcoin then you go okay all right but then if it's fiat or these hundred other things you have to switch your brain on you can't just put your money into anything because you know, it's forced research because otherwise you're going to know that you're going to, if you fuck it up, people know that was my fault. There was a lot of yeah, cryptos. Yeah, yeah. I could have picked any of them, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You're, uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So having that, you know, skin, skin in the game, as it were, 
the Nassim Taleb book that I've seen. I've seen that everywhere. I read it recently, but a lot of people have been talking about that concept recently. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, you know, yeah, and also anti-fragility, anti also exactly. another one of his, uh, his concepts. Yeah, he's spot on <clears throat> with the whole crypto market. That's the that, that just proves the philosophy right there, right? You know, uh, the more yeah, yeah. resistance it gets, the the more immune system it develops, like you were, like you were saying. So that's that's one, yeah, possibility. So I think finally, you know, uh, obviously we'll see in the future what will be the next uh, phases of crypto. But uh, one thing that I have found very interesting, as I've obviously had, you know, this story or this narrative that you know that you are like largely agree with it, right? We're on the same page here. This is the thinking in the Bitcoin Cash community or the story of, of how history happened and so on and so forth, which I'm telling you in this podcast and spreading out to other people. Uh, but recently, because of the, you know these events with Bitcoin Cash surging against Bitcoin and so on and so forth, I thought, you know, for the first time in a while, I, I don't do it very often. I thought, let me check in on, on what is going on in the uh, BTC side. What are, what are they thinking about? What, what is their analysis of this? You know, let's get the other side of the story. And so I listened to this podcast, speaking of Bitcoin, which was formerly called "Let's Talk uh, Bitcoin," which oh, is yeah, with, Let's talk yeah, with yeah. Andreas Antonopoulos and a couple of other people. And so I listened to an episode of them. It's linked here on the slides. People can listen to that uh, and make their own mind. But I was listening to that uh, just last night, and I was blown away at. The, it's like being in a different reality, you know, uh, hearing their, oh, yeah, yeah. their discussion of what's going on in their community. What are people thinking about? Because they're, so there's this technical topic, which is big for them at the moment called Taproot, which is an idea of uh, an upgrade that, that wants to be made in, in Bitcoin. And uh, I don't know that in tremendous detail, so I can't really, for the listeners, I can't give them a good summary. But let's just say they want to make another upgrade somewhat similar to the one that led to the, BTC and BCH split, and there's been some controversy amongst themselves uh, as to you know how to manage that, and what you know that that is preoccupying their focus is how do we force the miners into doing things that you know we want them to do, and uh, you know this sort of oh it's all going to be okay and everybody's going to have consensus and ignore those people who are disputing it. And all those things. If you listen to this episode, you'll 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 hear those um, vibes. And just I was I was expecting like that in a Bitcoin podcast, you would say, "Look, BCH has tripled against us in the last uh, three, you know, two three months." <laughs> like the warning bells should be starting to ring, but yeah, they're yeah. not. They're not. There's nothing like that. It's yeah, silence. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. They, they don't have their, they will have their Kodak moment, I think, yeah. afterwards. That's right. And, and I mean, I guess it is, it is, well, we'll see whether it, uh, you know, it happens or it, or it doesn't. But as Bitcoin Cash grows, at what point, you know, do, do the alarm bells start to ring for the BTC community? And I can see. No, when, I think, yeah, when, many of these guys will say, uh, we'll go down with the ship. At least they, this, this will be their narrative. Oh, this is just temporary. It didn't work. Yeah. This is this was the right one, but people were not ready for this. They will say all this bullshit. I think that this analogy is not <laughs> perfect. Yeah. I like it, but we should. <laughs> I like it better if you uh, if the BTC brother 
it's not just but because you you portray it as just a decision no different path different life path i don't think that's the case i think that one of the brothers or the sister i don't know yeah. the brother was hijacked was tortured was brainwashed for years and that's the way he ended up that that way it's not i mean you cannot be that stupid it's impossible to eat and and uh, i i'm sure antonopoulos is not i mean he's a very smart guy uh, and people people like that i i don't know but i can't imagine how, uh, how can you not uh, note the difference between the original, um, the the original, let's say, plan and what how it turned out. It's. I mean, I I just I don't I don't believe that they don't get it. Uh, I I don't know what what do you think. Well, I mean, so for the audio listeners, uh, what we're talking about is on the slide. I had this analogy uh, as I was listening to this podcast and trying to figure out how how could the discussions be so isolated and so separate that I'm thinking of this big narrative of BCH versus BDC and everything like that. And to the in the Bitcoin community, there's no discussion of that. It's silence. It's not. It's not even like that. It's people saying, "Oh, we don't need to worry about this." It's not even on the agenda. It's not being discussed at all. And I was mind blown. So I thought, okay, maybe Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin Cash, they're kind of like two siblings where they, if they were in the same household when they're very young. They're the same, you know, their parents give them the same clothes, they eat the same meals, they live in the same place or whatever. And then at some point, like the fork, they, they grow up, they become teenagers, you know, they start to fight a little bit, you know, one wants one, one wants something else, you know, and they start to be a little bit different and jockey with each other for position. And then obviously they've split off. And then as they become adults, as they grow up, then the, um, you know, the life paths to diverge even further, right? And they are... They become, you know, in in some families, you know, siblings. They almost stop talking to each other, right? Things get so separate that they're finding their own way in the world and their own ideas, and they, you know, they have their own friends, their own networks, their all all these sort of different things. And the reason I like this analogy was because when it uh, it's not perfect because at the start, you know, the two siblings would be different. Um, I, maybe not if they were twins. I was thinking maybe there would be some sort of analogy like that, but uh you know the the thing is those no matter how far those two siblings go they will still always be family like forever uh and that that could you know could never be denied or changed or ultimately have repercussions like if one of them had a you know a genetic disease from their parents then maybe the other one would need to you know get tested for it right and it's in that same way where bitcoin cash and bitcoin have become these siblings that have grown apart as adults increasingly so um, but they're still linked by the miners. And so if there is a huge surge in uh, BCH and it starts sucking mining power out of BDC, which it has happened, but just not to a critical extent yet, but because that has started happening, that is something that BDC will not be able to ignore because they, their chain will melt down if they lose a big chunk of their hash. Will not power. be able to... That, that's it. Yeah, to survive. Yeah. Not to... <laughs> that's, uh, that's the end. The, the end of yeah that's right and so we're going to see you know uh whether 
how, how things play out or I don't know, maybe that some, uh, helps some people how to think about, uh, maybe this is a way I'll explain in the future when people ask me about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. It's like uh, two siblings uh, from the same uh, parents, you know, as to, as to how it kind of is going to play out. So I, I just, I'm amazed that there's no discussion of this in the, in the BBC uh, community but well it's not it's not allowed yeah well that's right it is yeah exactly it's it, it's it's been forbidden for so many years that the only people that stay there is the people that just know what not to say or they've been yeah or they came in past that point and they have never questioned it um yeah so. yeah which is not the case of course uh, of antonopoulos yeah, yeah. but ma many others perhaps exactly exactly so yeah, we we'll, we will see. But uh, for the yeah viewers who are listening to this, you know, what, what did we say the date is today? It's the 9th of May, two thousand twenty-one. But if you're listening to this, you know, in six months, a year, whatever, five years, you can see how did history uh, history play out? Because if Bitcoin Cash continues to grow, if it keeps surging, at some point it becomes a reality that that cannot be ignored. Whether it's going to be at, you know. Well, now it's 40 to 1, right? Whether if, if it was at 20 to 1 or at 10, at 10 to 1, probably like the <laughs> alarm bells have got, have got to go up. Like, I don't know, maybe at 5 to 1. But uh, the more the more that it gains, the more likely it is that it goes to 1 to 1 and just completely destroys Bitcoin, right? Um, so it's like you were saying before, it's just at what there's a tipping point at which just critically everybody just starts dumping, you know, dumping one side and switching over to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just buying, it's dumping to yeah, buy. That's right. So everybody who switches, yeah, has a 2x effect because they sell on their yep. BTC and they buy um, BCH. Or maybe they buy Ethereum they, or something, they, but they, yeah, want they to, switch one. They, they want the, the institutions. Well, they have the institutions. And that's a double-H <clears throat> sword. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's that's a huge point as well. Is that the yeah the, the Bitcoin community? I think they've said up until this point, it's very easy for them to say, yeah, you know, we're with BTC all the way. We'll never sell it. Digital gold, everything like that. But they've been lucky in that they haven't been tested on that, where they can say that and uh, whatever. But their price has been going up, and it's also been going up relative to BCH. So it's very easy to say, aha, yeah, we won. But now if the ratio flips around, the BCH community, they've already been tested on that. They've already passed this quiz, which is that anybody who has exactly. BCH now, they bought it instead of buying BTC. They knew, okay, West, this Sorry. is the one. Sorry, and yeah. they, they, bought, they bought BTC when it was going through the same shit yeah. storm that BCH then, uh, then had to suffer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, the early adopters are here. It, it, Roger Burr is not the only yeah. one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's hard for people to understand, but hopefully I'll have uh, like yourself and other people, you know, on this podcast, uh, you know, so, so that people can understand and, and kind of get that uh, perspective. So, yeah, I think that was a bit of a, a trip through. Well, we've got to have a long episode here, uh, but that, I think that was a good, that was a good trip through the cryptocurrency uh, history and, yeah, I'll, I'll find a way to sort of maybe highlight this uh, episode or something. I put it on my channel somewhere so that people can see if they want a summary. You know, the story up to now, I think uh, we did a good job of uh, covering off a lot of that. So I've just got a couple of extra sections at the end here. So community comment of the week. Um, so I try and find something in the community and, uh, you know, bring it into the conversation. So 
uh, in the theme of this week, uh, somebody who is new to cryptocurrency said, right, so adopting Bitcoin Cash and abandoning Bitcoin altogether sounds a bit wild, but then again, anything could happen when talking about crypto. And Shadow Orson, who I think also is probably in this same vein uh, on Reddit of being quite a you know a long-time uh, proponent, said, I think you're missing the point. Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin. There is a cognitive disconnect occurring. Bitcoin is cri currency, a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Core, and others are all Bitcoin. Some are more Bitcoin than others. The dollar is a currency, a fiat currency, just as the Barbadian dollar, the Fijian dollar, the American dollar, the Australian dollar, I guess the Canadian dollar, the US dollar, the Hong Kong dollar, right? Some are more dollars than others, depending on where you're currently geographically located. And so this is kind of, yeah, like sort of similar to the siblings that I was talking about, is that all these things are in a class, that they're all linked together. And the success of one at some, you know, will come at the cost to others. And so really it's this, the market playing out this kind of uh, battle between them. And if Bitcoin Cash uh, goes on a huge run, that will just suck all the life out of uh, Bitcoin Core and probably the other forks uh, too. I, I think so. I think so. And also this reminds me of the concept of moneyness. Yeah, exactly. Because what this guy says... Bitcoin and others, some are more Bitcoin than others. Okay, what does it mean uh, to be more Bitcoin? Okay, then you have to go and study the fundament fundamentals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, reading the white paper, you know, how closely does it stick to that design? How closely is it implementable? How practical is it? How many people accept yeah, yeah. it? And, and why, why, why it is the right design? That's right, yeah. And ultimately, that, that you know, to me, this whole thing, uh, that's why there's this huge debate about what is Bitcoin, right? Because Bitcoin, well, now you can say, okay, technically, you know, or the main branding on it is, uh, you know, uh, BTC, but Bitcoin Cash, you know, to me, it is still Bitcoin. And in the long run, I think history will recognize it as Bitcoin, you know, for that, for that reason, we just have to be Bitcoin Cash for the time being. But we'll get there. In the long run. Yeah, in the long run, if we if I am right and we have this dominant uh, currency, it will not matter yeah. how how do you call Everybody it? We'll just call it Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. So then we've yeah. got this uh, meme of the week from Alexander Huck, who tweeted on Twitter: "The Bank of England governor says that cryptocurrency investors should be prepared to lose all of their money." And then it has the clown face emoji, <laughs> and then has attached a graphic which is of the uh, value of one British yeah. pound uh, in yeah. 2019, but stretched back in history to 1209. Yeah. I don't know why it would be that day. That was about the time of the Magna Carta. So maybe that's uh, why that was. Not... Yeah, but, but this is the most successful of all fiat currencies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's remember Yeah, that. okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good point. So this is the strongest <laughs> and probably one of the longest lasting yeah. uh, fiat currencies. Yeah, and it has, so the graph basically, it starts at 2,000 pounds. So if you had one pound at that time, you could buy what we would now think of as about 2,000 pounds worth of stuff. Uh, and it's basically, it just declines in this huge thing over the centuries from 1209 um, down to, you know, 2019, where it's worth virtually like nothing, right? And so that, that trend of it just going to zero on a very long uh, time scale is very very obvious so it is very ironic that people who have these currencies you know and it's funny because you said that before right is that people that's another thing people don't understand they complain about cryptocurrency volatility and that's true but cryptocurrency is volatile 
upwards generally. Yeah, it's it's up and it's down, but in the long run, it goes up. And then fiat is the opposite. It's it's volatile but slower yeah. and downwards. And so that's yeah. why people, perhaps people uh, in London, mm. uh, they they don't get it as well as people here in Buenos Aires exactly. because they f they can feel it. Mm. That's right. Exactly. It's not the pain. <laughs> it's not it's not <laughs> digging into them right uh, and they just yeah they just don't have that experience but uh, some people at least you can understand if you intellectually understand and you know uh, invest in cryptocurrencies in the long run you get pretty well uh, rewarded for it so that is uh, one good thing all right so last slide then um, or second last slide I guess so yeah we have this uh, segment I'm sure if you've listened to the other shows you would know of the message to the community where just can be unrelated to the topic we have or any topic um, as to what you think you know the community needs needs to hear and because obviously like we've talked about BC and BTH split off and the community had to reform and I think one way that we're going to come out ahead uh, is by having a better community dialogue by having a better flow of ideas around between everyone so yeah, from your point of view, uh, if you could talk, you know, to to the listeners on this show now or in the future, you know, as they look back on these episodes or they they're trying to catch up or whatever, what what do you think the community needs to hear? You say what what do they need to hear? The truth. It's it's as easy as that. But I I don't think we have to make some. Uh, what they do, they try to um, to sell something that uh, is not there. So. Uh, our job is easier in a way. I mean, we have to fight, the, but we have the truth on our side. So it's it's easier. It's not uh, that we have to be lying and trying to hide uh, the the truth. No, no, no. We just have to turn on the lights. So this is, um, and, and also, to, when I say turn on the light, is act on your conviction. If you think this is important, Go and talk to people. Show them. Uh, don't think that I or you. This is we are. This is this is. I think this is very important for people to realize that we are a privileged generation. Not every generation has uh, <clears throat> have um, opportunities. Um, and some people think that it's. I mean, extraordinary things cannot happen when they are alive for some reason. It's like they they are um, they they think that extraordinary thing extraordinary things happened in the distant past and will not happen again. And I think they are they are wrong. And this is uh, this is the uh, our moment to show that <clears throat> we we can have. We can behave like adults. We we are not children anymore. In, uh, we are still children. We are looking up for some guy to decide what to do uh, with our life in a very fundamental way. So we know we have the roadmap. Just we have to uh, grow up. Now we can. So uh, I can understand <laughs> past didn't have the tools, but we have the tools we have to use it it will be uh, uh, not not to um, take advantage of this tool yeah 
great. I absolutely agree that 100%, you know, that's all it is, is people need to think for themselves and we're at a turning point in history and everybody can be a part of it. So uh, I think it is absolutely crucial that, you know, everybody takes that seriously and sees it in that vein. It's very exciting, you know, it's a great uh, opportunity, exactly, uh, exactly like you said. So that pretty much uh, wraps up the show then. As always, there will be the slides and resources will be at uh, bitcoincashpodcast.com and the videos are on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it with the slides and stuff. I realize that some of the audio listeners might not even know that. Um, you know, we, people can donate as always uh, to the show. Thank you very much for all the donations. I, I really, really appreciate that. and. Uh, do, do you have any uh, shout outs for the show you know anything that you want to direct no, that, to? That, let's say thanks thanks so much thanks, thanks so much for what you do uh, it's been great uh, please donate to this guy I, I will <laughs> <laughs> okay alright we'll see him he's doing an excellent job seriously <laughs> and my uh, shout out for this week goes to Pat who I was talking to uh, a couple of days ago he was uh, on my door in the back you can see here uh, I had some problems with the handle and he came in and helped me um, re, you know, uh, rescrew and, and fix the the door mechanism. And uh, so I was talking to him about money. He was talking about investing and everything. So I sent him a bit of uh, BCH, and then he immediately sent it back. And he started telling me all this stuff about his, um, you know, friend who was mining Ethereum and all that, and how he was getting into cryptocurrency and all that stuff. So I, I hope he's uh, listening to this this episode he, he said he, he would be so pat absolute legend and uh welcome to the bitcoin cash community so that will uh do it for this week until next time he pulled out his laptop and bring up the site looked at me and said this will change your whole life then he started explaining the basics to me the miners make money by taking the fee every time a transaction is made incomplete and they work every minute and day of the week a guy named satoshi created this all he's the mastermind of it the brain in the ball there's a lot more to say but before i begin just tell me right now if you're out or you're in